All right. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to the Laura Canfield Show, the Awakened Happiness Now Global Series. Thank you so much for being here with us. And we are launching season 28 of the show. Um, wow, I can't believe it's <laughs> 28 seasons. We've been doing this since 2013, and I'm just so honored and privileged that you are here with me today. And as we launch this season, I just want to say Happy New Year as well, right? So it's January 11th. This is a busy, exciting time, and we're still in the New Year energies. And so today, we are launching the season off with my good friend, Matthew John, and we're going to be talking about how to accelerate your ascension in 2022. And Matthew's been with us many, many times, and some of what he's going to share with us today, is we're going to talk about what ascension really means on a scientific level, right? And we're going to talk about how we really ascend in the body, why our planet's why our planet is in the state it's in right now. <laughs> there's, it's a lot, there's a lot going on, right? How long things will take to shift or if they will shift at all. We're going to talk about an explanation of the 26,000 year cycles and the larger galactic cycles. Uh, Matthew's going to give us an energetic preview of 2022, incorporating Western astrology. And we're going to be talking about some practical exercises. Matthew's going to be taking live caller questions, doing some quick, short answers about past lives, your galactic origins, your future, you know, a lot of stuff, right? So we're going to do all that and more. So for those of you who don't know Matthew, like I said, he's been with us many times. He is an internationally recognized spiritual teacher, a spiritual mentor, a psychic, an intuitive healer, a starseed guide, an energy healer, and medically intuitive who works with angels, archangels, and ascended masters. He is a gifted intuitive, a wisdom channeler, and transmitter of healing frequencies. And as we have seen on the past shows, and as I have worked with him personally, he is very, very talented. He's very tuned in. Um, he is spot on with his readings and the information that he channels and brings forth. So I'm sure you are going to absolutely love this show and working with him if you choose to do that. So please join me in welcoming back to the show, Matthew John. And again, welcome to all of you who are here with us today. So thank you. Thank you. Welcome. Matthew, welcome. So glad you're here. Yes. Thank you for having me. I, I'm very honored to have the opportunity to kick off a new year and a new season of your show today thank you for allowing me to to be the first one of the season this is really exciting thank you absolutely and you're so brave being the first one because you know there's always little hiccups and like you said it we are in mercury retrograde so we're having a few we're, and, and we'll, yeah we stuff. are going to talk a lot about astrology today uh mercury retrograde actually starts on the 14th today's the 11th if people are watching live or close to live but for people who aren't aware about retrogrades the most potent time where you're going to have disruptions in the normalcy of life, which, you know, Mercury is the planet when it is going retrograde or stationing or starting to go retrograde or starting to go back direct. It's the one that will cause a lot of communication issues, a lot of technological issues. Those are the two main things. So it's the days around the station phases. So what happens is it appears that Mercury is slowing down in the sky as it approaches its station on the 14th. Actually, the station's the 13th, 14th, 15th, around then. And then after that, it'll it'll kind of speed up, but it's going the opposite direction. At least it appears. It's all, all retrogrades are an optical illusion. The, the planet never actually stops its uh, rotation around the sun and starts to go the other direction. It's based on, on angles about how we're, um, we're oriented with the, the sun and, uh, and other, how other planets are, but it appears to start going backwards, uh, essentially. Uh, so the most potent times are the days around. It's really the seven days before 
the two station phases and after. So yeah, we're right in the thick of it right now as far as Mercury causing disruptions. Speaking of that, I see a, a green screen. I don't know what that's about. Um, yeah, I, I think it's somebody's video is, okay. uh, but it's okay. I mean, he, yeah, it's yeah. not live, so we're okay. Okay, good, good, okay. <laughs> But yeah, it's, uh, you know, we are going to have a few technical things happening. And so as I mentioned really quickly, I think I mentioned this before we went live, but I was supposed to stream this live on YouTube, but it didn't work. So it's like, okay. <laughs> so it's like, I'll just stream it live on Facebook like I did before. And then eventually sure. I will switch it. Right. So it's like, it happens. Right. And so yeah, you just no worries. the flow. Right. And a lot of what we're going through right now, we have to be flexible, don't we? We have to yeah, be flexible yeah. and recognize when we that, can go with the flow. That And that's actually the, the main, um, uh, last year when we had Mercury retrograde in Gemini, there's three or four Mercury retrogrades per year. This year we actually have four, you know, wow, you know, great. <laughs> but um, <laughs> during Mercury retrogrades, yeah, it's important to be very flexible. It's also important to be more clear than usual with your communication with people. Um, because things are lost, things are misconstrued. This is the time when things will be lost in the mail, or someone will miss an email, or someone will misconstrue something you said in a text. So it's it's an opportunity to practice our communication and to take extra care with when we're planning to do things technologically, or we're planning to go on a trip or something. Like they always say during Mercury retrograde, get your car checked make sure there's no check engine light during Mercury retrograde because it will cause a problem, you know, during the retrograde when it wouldn't otherwise, you know, um, be uh, okay with having flights canceled and things like that. So it's, it's travel, communication, and technology is most affected, you know, when Mercury is stationing or retrograde as it is now. So yeah, flexibility yeah. <laughs> is good. Flexibility and planning, planning yes. things ahead to make sure that things um, you know, that you've reduced the, the likelihood of, it, of issues. So absolutely. Yep. And even then you still do. So it's like, all right, it happens, right? Yeah, of course. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, then you, you just, just keep going. going. You don't stop. Yeah. You know, it's exactly. like, keep going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, so, it's an interesting time right now. You know, not only that, um, not only with Mercury stationing in Aquarius and about to go retrograde, we've got a Venus retrograde in Capricorn that's been going on for a while and um, is still going till the end of the month. And then Venus will be in a shadow phase until the beginning of March. So um, it's a difficult time right now, a difficult time right now for a lot of romantic relationships, especially ones that are very long-term that have been together for a while. A lot of people are going through relationship difficulties. Uh, Venus also rules over the financial systems and it's a precarious time right now for investing. Um, it seems like the US stock market is finally starting to look real again. Whereas for almost all of 2021, it was just gains, 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 gains for anyone invested in anything in the stock market or in the cryptocurrency markets, just making money, just, just hand, and fest, hand over fest. While now it's starting to look like potentially could get, be getting back to reality a bit for both cryptocurrency and for um, the traditional uh, financial markets. And we'll talk about when we um, go, I don't know if we'll go into all the astrology now or save that for a little later. There's a lot of juicy stuff uh, in the astrology this year. So maybe we can save that for a little later. Sure. Um, yep. But uh, we're going to talk a lot about the potential for economic upheaval and for maybe something like a stock market crash in the United States. 
and just a lot of um, economic issues potentially coming this year and especially over the next couple of years as well. So um, it is something that, you know, people should be aware of as far as the astrology of, of what's going on right now. But, but yeah, this month, January is, is it's a difficult time when, when Venus and Mer- Mercury are both retrograde or, or stationing and, you know, Capricorn season is some people really, you know, thrive in Capricorn season. It's a new year. It's like a new start. It's a great time mm-hmm. to, you know, like you added a bunch of new stuff to your show um, and your social media and all that. And it's a great time to start new things. And some people really, um, it affects them differently and they feel really kind of crushed or constrained by, mm-hmm. by, by Capricorn season. It feels like there's a lot of pressure, you know, um, and right. sometimes people kind of go the opposite direction and go into depression, especially with winter time here, you know, if you're in the Northern hemisphere. So with all the retrogrades, Capricorn season, you know, be easy on yourself, but you know, it is also a time to start new things. I mean, it, anything you start, you know, during Capricorn season, during the beginning of the year, it is, it is very auspicious astrologically, awesome. um, you know, <laughs> so yeah. it's just I'm most glad. people have trouble following through, of course. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it happens. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so, you know, as we're talking about, you know, Capricorn season, the new year, a, a lot of times, a lot of people at this time also take a look at how are they doing spiritually? How are they doing with their ascension yeah. techniques, practices? Yeah. How are they going? And without, you know, without any judgment, right? Um, so we each have a different path and different way of going and different way of, you know, ascending, if you want to use that word. So let's talk a little bit about ascension, what it is, and sure. also what can we do to take advantage of this Capricorn season to really up level our ascension and get us on a, uh, not, not, a, not the right path per se, but more of an expansive path. Yeah, I like I like that word. Yeah. Um, and, and like you were saying, you know, practices, spiritual practices, things you do daily, that's all the realm of the sixth house and astrology and of Capricorn. So that's why, yes, you know, starting any new rituals during this Capricorn season right after the new year is a great time. And we'll talk about some practical ideas for, for rituals a little later on. But yeah, let's talk about ascension from kind of like a science as close to a scientific level as we can get because you know it's a term that if you're in the new age community like everyone here is watching or even if you're pretty new to it it, you've already seen the term you know floated around in every which way and it's not always defined you know what is ascension actually so i want to talk about the progression of consciousness from its very first um, iteration all the way up to being an entire galaxy, which is really how high we can go as consciousness on an ascending ladder. It's, I'm going to talk in terms of densities, uh, first density, second density, third density, etc., which doesn't necessarily correlate with the idea of dimensions. So for example, um, we're, we're in the third density here on planet Earth. The third density is the realm of the humanoid kingdom. And also it doesn't have to be necessarily humanoid because any sort of um, planetary consciousness can choose to create any sort of life. So it doesn't have to be humanoid. I mean, you know, some of us are, uh, uh, one of my clients, uh, she was just texting me before this, you know, reminding me that I told her on one of the shows that I did last year that she was a mantis 
starseed, you know, so that's an example of kind of non-humanoid life. But the third density is the realm of the humanoid or humanoid-like life where right. you're self-aware, you're self-aware, you're aware that someday you will die. You're, you're aware that you're in a finite body. You're aware of the idea of social conventions in a society working together uh, to form a society. Uh, those are kind of the markers of the third density. Below that, we have the second density, which is the realm of plants and animals. Mm -hmm. So your dog, your cat, a squirrel, a moose, anything, these are all part of the second density, as are trees, as are any sort of plants. Plants can be like kind of a conglomerate second density consciousness where, you know, a group of, uh, of, of flowers all in one can kind of be a conglomerate consciousness. Whereas animals are more individualistic, of course, you know, every squirrel has its own personality, you know. Um, I was watching Seinfeld last night, just sometimes I like to be nostalgic and George asks, I'm sure it was written by Larry David. It's just brilliant. Do it. He has to do all, do chickens have different personalities? Like, can you, can you go to a farm and, and pick out different chickens and see that they have different personalities? Cause if so, I'm not sure we should be eating them, but it was just such a funny line. And I, it, you know, had to come from Larry David 30 mm -hmm. years ago, but yeah, um, every animal, you know, from a worm to a, a chicken, to a cat, to a dog, to a bear has a different personality. It has a different soul history. It's its own individuated consciousness, right? That's on an ascension journey. And, it, you know, they're going to reincarnate a lot because animals don't generally live that long, you know, unless it's like a, a snapping turtle living in hundreds of years or whatever. And then below that, we have the first density. The first density is basically microbial light. So a photon of light, this is how uh, life is pretty much birthed. A planetary consciousness, okay, which has a baseline wavelength frequency that is unique to that planetary consciousness. And a planetary consciousness exists at a sixth density. This is, this is the result of many, many fifth density consciousnesses ascending together now into one conglomerated sixth density consciousness. From that sixth density consciousness, a photon, a single photon of light will be donated from that planetary consciousness and now is entered into the first density, which is basically my basic microbial life. And from there, it can have its some, um, if it's an organic consciousness, it will then split into two, actually. And when it's in the third density, it will come back together. That's that's one type of twin flame. There's many other types of twin flames. That's a whole nother different story that we won't focus on in this because the term yeah. is misused and there's many different types, you know, whether you're an earth seed or a star seed, but it is something that happens. And um through the experiences of each half of that photonic light in the first density, second density, third density, um, it they form kind of a, a, a unique uh, a cache or, or history for that consciousness. And as you move up through the dimensions, uh, through the densities and dimensions as well, um, you're forming more light around you. So we have basically what consciousness is from especially when you're at second and third density is what's called a toroidal field. So it's basically a field of, um, of light and inside is a, an empty kind of tube. And then it's just the self-perpetuating energy system that is going around you. So like the tube is kind of in the middle and then your chakra system is here and then it's going around you, this light. Now, as you move up through the densities, you're growing more and more and more light. 
Okay. So as a third dense, and, and it, there's, there's levels within the density. So um, this information, if you really want to dig into this, my good friend, Todd R. Deviney wrote, channeled these amazing books called Expansion for Ascending Consciousness. And uh, also on my YouTube channel, we did six hours of uh, back and forth discussion, him and I on, on the books and answering you know, all the questions and so many people watched and it's just absolutely fascinating. Um, and I, you know, I, I really, I, I sought for years to understand from mm -hmm. a left brain intellectual scientific standpoint, how this all works. And his books were really the answer. And it's helped me so much to understand and also to um, like we'll talk about later when I do my starseed discovery sessions. Now I can tell if someone is, you know, not just if they're a Pleiadian or a Syrian or an Arcturian or an Andromedan or a, or a, a mantis being, but it can go higher than that. If they can go all the way up to perhaps being a star or a galaxy at the very top. And we'll talk a little bit about that in a minute here. But going back to the toroidal field, so you grow more light as you ascend through the densities. Now to ascend from the third density, which is the, so your first lifetime in the third density in the humanoid kingdom is generally a kind of a primitive lifetime. Mm -hmm. And from there, you're going to reincarnate over and over and over and over and over again in all sorts of different situations, all sorts of different bodies, all sorts of different genetic lineages man, woman, gay, straight, tall, short, rich, poor, healthy, unhealthy, everything. Because as you do, you're gaining more experience. And as you gain more experience, you're also then able to play all of the games of experience of the third uh, density, which really, if you think of it like a, a Shakespeare play, um, where, you know, or, or Homer or, or the, the Iliad, um, the, these, these famous Greek, you know, plays and fables, like all the different uh, emotions and all the different themes that are explored. And mm -hmm. as consciousness, that's what we want to do. We want to explore all possible themes, pain, pleasure, success, uh, you know, getting trampled over, um, being healthy, being sick, being famous, being a nobody. As consciousness, as we go through this third density experience, we experience all of that. And a lot of times we'll experience it in different timelines as well, where things, histories happen a little bit differently. And you and I did a show on time, uh, mm -hmm. I think last show, right? And we really went into that. So I would encourage people to check out Alara's YouTube channel and, and find the last show we did if you really want to learn more about timelines. Yeah, I think that was but in September. Said, that was back in September. Okay, yeah. So, um, we have all these experiences in the third density. And as we do, we start to really perfect what it's like to be a third density being. We start to really move towards that fourth density, which is where a lot of us on this call, maybe all of us are moving to right now. We're kind of in that bridge between the upper levels of the third density. Todd would call it density 3.7 and him and I's talks on YouTube, we said 3.9, it's the same thing. Um, moving from the top of just because seven is this um, octaves of musical notes, right, which is a good way to put it um, into, into kind of understandable practice. But moving from the top of the third density to the bottom of the fourth density, which is the fourth density is about unity consciousness. It's the unity experience where we're merging from being just individuated 
into uh, consciousness kind of fighting for survival now into a unity field where we're up starting to operate as one planetary group as one planetary consciousness so you and i and the the people all the people on this call and all the people watching on youtube we're a part of that we're a part of that leading edge and actually on that leading edge a lot of us are star seeds as well we're pushing forward the envelope of the timeline we're in to kind of starting to bulge out from this timeline and creating a better timeline than kind of the masses are on. And that's the idea of the planetary ascension is we're trying to move this whole planetary experience from just a third density experience where we're basically fighting for survival to a fourth density experience where we live in harmony as a group then from there is the opportunity to go to a fifth density experience which is a holographic experience and this is what it's like to be on uh, a planet in the syrian star system or the pleiadian star system or uh you know a blue avian planet or anything like this it's still it appears to be a physical experience but if you really look at your body you know so whoever ends up i'm sure a couple of people at least will end up signing for my starseed sign up for the starseed discovery package uh that we have and when i lead people through an astral experience through a hypnosis process to their home planet or place of origin and they're actually a fifth density being you know, a lot of times they realize their body isn't actually solid and it <laughs> it can be changed with their willpower um and that's that's a marker of the fifth density is no longer having a physical body it's now a light body it's a light body that can appear physical as you wish. And really at that point, you're, you are immortal. There's no reason to even die, but generally fifth density beings will choose to die anyways. And they'll choose to recycle back into a new body uh, every so often to kind of perpetuate the species. Um, you know, a 1300 year old Pleiadian might, you know, have ceremonial say, you know what, I've had enough in this body. And as service to my collective, I'm going to pick a new body. I'm going to come into the womb of her, you know, mm -hmm. and it's something that's decided beforehand. So that's a fifth density experience. From that fifth density holographic experience, now it's moving up, conglomerating as the society, as a planetary society starts to ascend even further into higher frequencies of unity and love and expansion and holographic experience it can now merge into a sixth density planetary conscious where there really is no need. There's definitely no need for any physical experience. Like Todd points out, uh, Venus was, Venus is a sixth density consciousness that was once millions of years ago, perhaps when its orbit was different, um, had life on it. And there's, you know, one of my favorite channel books uh, is Pleiadian Perspectives on Human Evolution by Amora Kuan Yin. And, you know, in that book, uh, the, the Pleiadian group that she was channeling is detailing what life was like on Mars, Maldek, and Venus and early Earth in Lemurian Atlantis. And apparently in our solar system, it seems like there are four planets destined for ascension. One was uh, Maldek, which blew up. They didn't do so well. And that, that's now the asteroid belt between Mars and Jupiter. One was Mars, which also didn't do so well. And one was Venus, which did successfully ascend. And those um, beings from Mars and Maldek and also a lot from Venus ended up coming to Earth. Mm -hmm. uh, and a lot of a lot of them 
ended up in uh, Lemuria and Atlantis as well. So it's possible that any of you watching this, you know, broadcast could have had lifetimes on Mars or, or Maldek or Venus. Um, I've definitely come across a couple of client, clients that had lifetimes on Venus. I haven't yet come across anyone else that's been on Mars or Maldek as far as we found, but it's certainly mm -hmm. possible. Sure. But a lot of a lot of my clients, almost everyone has been in Lemuria and Atlantis um, because our, our souls, our consciousness here in this third density, that was an exciting time. Lemuria and Atlantis was a very exciting part of the timelines. And there were several versions of it based on the timeline um, where we got to experience kind of, you know, at least very advanced technology, both um, actual scientific technology and, and spiritual technology. Atlantis was more focused on the scientific technology and um, the uh, Lemurian uh, civilization was more focused on the uh, spiritual technology, but mm -hmm. it was a great time when we had, we got to experience that. It really was a fourth density uh, experience. And then it didn't work out because there were dark forces, um, especially in the Atlantean civilization that uh, just were out for destruction and power and greed and, um, you know, according to Edgar Casey, the famous medium and other channeled sources, you know, the great flood in the Bible was what happened at the end of Atlantis and Lemuria when there were these giant ray laser ray weapons that just evaporated, eviscerated anything and, and just blew open um, the fault lines and there were massive volcanoes and uh, there were nuclear bombs supposedly dropped around the planet and there were these massive floods and it sank enough to completely shift the actual you know geological formations of planet earth and sinking atlantis and lemurian uh, the hawaiian islands may very mm -hmm. well be that remaining that remainder of lemuria and that's why a lot of people who had uh, lemurian lifetimes really feel called to go hang out in hawaii and uh, and experience that but a lot of us were there. A lot of us experienced kind of that fourth density consciousness. And then we, you know, after that ended, we, we come back and we say, okay, we're going to kind of experience uh, a little bit more of the dark ages. A lot of us though also had pretty ascended lifetimes in the dark ages. Some of us as monks or, mm -hmm. or um, some of us as, you know, a Qigong Tai Chi master, some of us uh, in the Hindu religions, you know, especially in the East, you know, as since really we can think of the age of Pisces, the planetary age of Pisces, which was the last 2000 years, 2160 years before 2012, um, as the age of Christianity, Christianity, Islam, and Judaism. And those three main re religions kind of forming the, like pulling the wool over the eyes of humanity, you know, um, just putting this blanket of, of control and manipulation, crown chakra manipulation overall of humanity. But a lot of us during that time had lifetimes where we were operating at a very high frequency compared to everyone else when we were witches or healers or shamans, you know, um, Viking shamans or, um, you know, in, in Egyptian times, a lot of us were part of mystery schools. And this was after Atlantis. Because it, when the pyramids were built, as far as Edgar Casey says, as far as I have seen and believe, the pyramids were built about 10,500 years ago. They were built with the assistance of the Syrian extraterrestrials. And during that time, the Syrian extraterrestrials and the blue avians were there as well. Uh, you can see the blue avians in the hieroglyphs and in some of the Egyptian um, deities as well. Uh, they were, you know, out in the open. They were out in the mm -hmm. open. The public 
could just see, oh, here, there's, there's aliens here. But then as time went on, as we got deeper and deeper into the Kali Yuga or the Dark Ages, they started basically retreating. And the, the, they, they stopped making their um, presence being known because the direction of the, of the kind of planetary consciousness, the, not the planetary consciousness herself, but the direction of kind of the amalgamated consciousness of humanity, which that, you know, with the three main religions, started to become very, um, very much kind of turned off in the crown chakra and just um, kind of, you know, uh, blind with blinders on into this, these three religions. And because of that, I believe the extraterrestrials kind of retreated because they can really only there there's 26,000 year cycles and there's contracts that are made um, there, you know, much like a, it, here on earth, you've got your town council, your city council, your state government, your federal government, and then we've got, you know, different international bodies. And the same kind of goes on in the galaxy where there's different levels of governance in the galaxy. And these different levels um, will kind of dictate what and what cannot be interfered with on certain planets. And Earth is one of the planets, it seems like, that has been pretty much left to its own accord, perhaps with a few safeguards now to prevent a repeat of what happened in Atlantis. And that's about it. Other, so this is why, uh, it's one of the reasons why the extraterrestrials don't just show up on television meeting all the world leaders and just telling everyone, hey, you've all been lied to, you know, uh, here's the new financial system, here's med beds, here's everything because it's they're not really allowed to interfere to that level nor do they actually really want to because earth is in another sense this kind of grand experiment of what happens when you pack a planet full of way too many it's not actually too many but it compared to other planets the fact that there's eight billion humans on this planet is so insane most other planets when we go on these starseed missions through you know through hypnosis they have millions hundreds of millions there's not billions it's very unique that there's so many consciousnesses on this planet one of the reason for the reasons for that is because earth is extremely unique um, because it, it has taken on so many souls from other planets from mars and maldek and because so many starseeds from all over our galaxy and other galaxies wanted to come here and still want to come here. So there's just a lot of consciousnesses here. And if you look at the diversity of the animal kingdom, that's another thing that's very unique to Earth. I mean, our scientists know of literally billions of different species of animals, and we're losing that diversity by an alarming rate, like something like five or 10 percent every couple of years of the diversity of the planet is no longer in existence um, due to pollution, due to the way that we're not really taking care of the planet, but it's still quite remarkable. And it seems like on some of these fifth density planets, it's, there's not as much diversity of life. So the, the diversity of earth is very unique. The earth, uh, the history of the earth being, you know, if you read the works of Zechariah Sitchin or you've studied the Anunnaki, Nibiru and things like that, the history of our planet where our the original humans you know our dna was tampered with and we were kind of created into this slave race 
uh, and then allowed to basically self-perpetuate and go on our own while there's this stealth kind of rule from uh, the Anunnaki, perhaps, and I believe mm-hmm. so, you know, kind of maybe from the center of the earth or from off planet. It's such a unique place that so many star seeds want to come here. And that's why we have such a huge population and a huge part of, you know, a lot of times people ask me like, what percentage of the population is star seeds? It's a lot. I think it's like 40%. It's like 42%. Um, but just most of them haven't woken up yet. Uh, you know, out of that 42%, how many have woken up? I don't know, 5%, 3%, not a lot. But over the next couple of decades, that's one of the exciting things is it's really going to continue to accelerate. And that's because of the 26,000 year cycles. That's because every 26, every, well, really every 13,000 years, if you want to read more about this, I highly uh, recommend Barbara Marciniak. How do you? Mm-hmm. Barbara Marciniak. Marciniak, Marciniak, yeah. Mm-hmm. Her, her channel material from the 90s, uh, from the Pleiadians, fantastic, you know, diagrams and explanations of the 26,000 year cycles. But every 13,000 years during the planetary ages of Leo and Aquarius, um, our, our, not just our planet, but the entire solar system is basically privy to more light because we're closer to the galactic center. And being closer to the galactic center, we're now receiving more literal photonic light. And this literal photonic light can then translate to spiritual light. And we have the opportunity. It's not necessarily guaranteed because look what happened in Atlantis and Lemuria, but we certainly have the opportunity with this increased photonic light to experience a planetary ascension on a wide scale that sticks. And that's really the point this time around you know, the earth already went through this massive basically reset after Atlantis and Lemuria 13,000 years ago. And the point is, you know, we're basically the same point in our timeline as we were um, right at the beginning of Atlantis and Lemuria. And we don't want to make the same mistakes again as a planet. We want to start to actually go back into that fourth density experience, but then stay there, stay there as a planet and continue on into a fifth density experience and higher. Um, by the way, I was talking about the density of the consciousness. As a star seed, you are basically a fractal. You're a fractal of light. So a six density consciousness is so much light. Think about how much light it takes to be the consciousness of the planet Earth or of an entire planet um, and of an ascended planet. You know, not Earth hasn't even ascended yet. So this is much higher than the, you know, the, the photonic uh, light necessary for the Earth's consciousness. But an ascended planet how much light that is. And there's so much excess light that it's very easy to then create new toroidal fields or new consciousnesses. And these new consciousnesses can be sent into the third density or into the fourth density or into the fifth density in many places. And it's a fun experience. It's, a, it's kind of a, a, a direct operative experience where if you come from a planetary sphere, your planetary sphere, that is basically your higher self at that sixth mm-hmm. density. And it's now operating you and perhaps tens or hundreds of other beings throughout different parts of the galaxy or other galaxies that are having third, fourth or fifth density experiences. And so it's like playing like 25 or 50 or 100 video games at once. And it's pretty cool for the sixth density consciousness to uh, to be able to do that. Some of us can come from either higher, even higher from a seventh density, which is an even finer vibration of a planetary sphere mm-hmm. or an eighth density, which is an actual star system or a 10th density, which is an entire galaxy. I've had, uh, well, Todd's one, uh, but three clients other than Todd over the years who, when I look all the way back, they're literally a galaxy. They're an entire, think about that. It's possible 
I mean, think about all your earthly problems. Think about having to pay your rent, your Netflix bill, you know, mm -hmm. uh, your parking tickets, um, petty relationship issues during Venus and Capricorn, um, dealing with COVID. Like, think about just the insignificance of that compared to being an entire fucking galaxy. You know, sorry, I just, you got demonetized. <laughs> but uh, it's all right. It's okay. Okay. So just think about that. Um, it, it's incredible. Even if you're not a galaxy, if you're an entire star or you're a planet at your highest, highest, highest level, and then you're, you've got a fifth density body in the Syrian star system like I do, or a blue avian like I do, or an Orion's belt or Arcturus or Pleiades or Cassiopeia or Aldebaran or any of these places. And, and then this third density experience, this earthly body with, with can have rashes and, and, uh, dandruff and, um, you know, you age and, and you watch the, the Kardashians on television and just all this fucking bullshit in the third density. It's so it's insignificant compared to where you actually come from, but it's also significant because it's the point you wouldn't have come here just to screw around and just experience, you know, watching, waking up with the Kardashians or whatever it is on television you know, and, 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 and taste what a, an empanada tastes like, you know, or, or a, a, a nice juicy hamburger, like, okay, those things are fun, like experiencing the really dense stuff, like putting gasoline in your car, like how <laughs> stupid is that compared to how things are done everywhere else in, in creation, gasoline, it, it's, it's so stupid, but you didn't just come, I mean, those are interesting things you get to experience, like playing an interesting video game or watching a, a historical documentary about time before the industrial revolution, when things were even more ridiculous with lack of technology. Right. Yeah. But the point is, is to be this dense being and to wake up in the game, to wake up in the game and to start to grow your photonic light, to grow your toroidal field and to ascend while you're in the body. That's, that is so tremendously difficult, but that's what we're doing here. And that's when people talk about, from a physical standpoint, having new strands of DNA turn on, transition from the carbon base to the crystal base. Now, this stuff will take, for some generations, for some, it, will, it could happen in the body, mm -hmm. but it will take a very long time. It will take decades or longer, perhaps. But a lot of us are, with medical technology that's coming, Forget about the med beds. I mean, hopefully those come if they uh, they are real, but hopefully they'll come at some point. But forget about the med beds. Even just medical technology is being developed by private corporations that will at first only be available to the wealthy. These anti-aging things and even the anti-aging things we have now that unless you have money, you can't afford the are it's going to really extend our lifespans and not just the technology, but the spiritual technology. The spiritual technology, which is free and costs nada, that in itself, too, will help us to live longer. It helps to turn on, like the work of Dr. Joe Dispenza helps us to turn on the right genes through epigenetics to mm -hmm. be able to experience, you know, the stopping the, uh, the destruction of the telomeres, as Dr. Bruce Lipton's uh, research talks about, right, and extending our life, you know. By the way, take C60, okay? <laughs> Go on my YouTube channel, watch my interview with uh, Ken uh, Swartz on the, the, who started one of these C60 companies, C60 alone will, you know, extend your life, you know, statements have not been evaluated by the FDA, but 
I highly recommend taking it. Um, so, and there's so many other amazing new supplements and, and just, you know, therapies that we, so we're going to start to live a lot longer, a lot of us. And then there may be this whole other faction of society, sadly, that really isn't getting along fast enough with the Ascension train. And as that, that kind of dichotomy starts to become more apparent, there may be certain factions of society that sadly experience more pain that may really start with economic issues that may begin on the plan over the next couple of years, which we definitely want to talk about before we're done with today's show. Um, but I don't know. I hope, Alara, what do you think? Does, does that help people to kind of understand Ascension more scientifically? You're on this ladder. It's like this. You're just, you're on a ladder up through the dimensions, you know, from 1D all the way up to, if you want to, becoming a galaxy. And actually, some people ask, what happens when you're a galaxy? Well, why do you think the Milky Way and the Andromeda galaxy are colliding at a, a rate slower um, than, you know, it, it, it takes your, your parents to, to back out of the driveway? Um, because after, you know, reaching the, the level of uh, being a galaxy, you can then merge with another galaxy and become a super galaxy. So it goes even higher. And that's what's happening over the course of billions of years with the Milky Way and the Andromeda galaxy. And how cool is that, right? And basically you're so close to source at that point, but that's the point is prime creator or source, whatever that is. And I'm not even sure what that is. I am always asking that question, whatever that is, whatever the top is, if there is a top, <laughs> you know, whatever that is, wants to have individualized expressions of itself in an innumerable number it's an innumerable infinite number probably yeah. that are always on this journey back up. And that's how creation keeps self-perpetuating. And then on top of that, when you reach the level of being um, a, a planet or being a star system or a galaxy, you can then fractalize and create all these other parts and life keeps going. And not only fractalizing when you're at the place of a planet, you can create as much life as you can. It's like, um, like the Sims you're, you're creating uh, you, by donating all these these uh, photonic um, light, all this photonic light to, to form first density consciousness and allow that like a Petri dish to perpetuate until you've got a teeming third density experience on your own planet. And, and that's on top of all the other aspects that you're now divided into that are experiencing everywhere else. So the mechanism is in place in creation for creation to be infinite and to keep going and going and going and going. And that's the magic of it. So we're all just on an upward ladder of ascension, whether you're an organic conscious and earth seed, meaning that you were once a plant and animal on this planet, you're once a first density conscious on this planet, or you basically you come with the baseline frequency of this planet, or you're a star seed consciousness like myself and Alara and a lot of us, where you come from, you're a fractal from another place that you had to then retune the baseline frequency. You come with the baseline frequency of the planet or the star or the galaxy you're from, but you have to retune yourself to be able to operate here. And you're kind of like a guest. It's a study abroad program here on earth. But either way, you know, you're still always on an upward trajectory through ascension. So the idea of ascension is to go higher and higher in frequency. Okay. Now, practically, what does that mean for us? Practically speaking, first of all, learning stuff like this is really, I think, really helpful. At least me, I've always been a very scientific, logical thinker, even though I'm a psychic. It's a weird, you know, 
place to be, but that's how I am. But um, knowledge is, is, is very good because it helps you to understand. And by understanding, you can naturally kind of go a bit smoother. We need to let go of the karmic wounds, okay? So in your toroidal field, all the stuff that's still unresolved from other lifetimes, the karmic contracts yet unresolved, you can't just come here, dip your toes in, cause a bunch of mayhem. You can't be like the... Um, the Allstate guy, you know, mayhem guy, who's just like, anytime he gets in someone's car, he fucks them up, he like drives them off a, you know, a bridge or something. You can't be that guy and just come in and cause a bunch of problems and just leave and go, go back to your sixth sense conscious or whatever. That would cause an, a ripple effect and imbalance that you, you wouldn't want to tolerate. So whatever problems you've caused in other lifetimes, and whatever soul contracts from other lifetimes are yet unresolved, when you're in your ascension lifetime, which a lot of us are in now, when we're going from that third density to the fourth density, we have to resolve all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So that we, we are, you can't escape the earthly problems. The earthly problems are actually the route to ascension by moving through them. They have to be addressed. The, the, the darkness, the, the, the holes within, the lack of self-esteem, the anger, the hatred, the, the health issues, all the stuff within has to be addressed. And that's why watching a show like this with the Lara, you're, it's going to help you to address that so much. You know, all the speakers that come on and help you with all these sorts of different things in your life. So it, you know, whether it's through energy healing, whether it's through psychedelic experiences, whether it's through, you know, new health routines, meditation, exercise, being at one with nature, um, all those things that can help to balance the spiritual, mental, physical, and emotional bodies are crucial. We need to wrap up all the junk that we brought into this lifetime. And a lot of us as lightworkers, starseeds, happen to bring a lot of junk into this lifetime. And our souls really did that intentionally. For a lot of us, our souls set up a very difficult childhood, a very difficult childhood. Some people had abuse in their childhood. Some people had horrible parenting. Um, and not everyone. And, and if you had great, look, I, I had, I have great parents, you know, I had a great childhood, you know, I, I, but I have a lot of clients who didn't, you know, so I'm very mm -hmm. empathetic to, to those who didn't because it causes lifelong issues. Um, for me, you know, being um, in school and, and not being really accepted by my peers, feeling different, that kind of caused lifelong issues for me, you know, being in public school. Um, but whatever it is, a lot, a lot of us light workers had difficult childhoods and difficult experiences in our adult years. And this is because our souls are trying to very quickly tune us in, make us aware like a mirror of consciousness of the unresolved karmic issues that we brought in from other lifetimes in order for us to very quickly address them rather than dragging it out over three more lifetimes. Our soul, our consciousness that is borrowing this physical vessel would very much prefer that we wrap all that up in a single lifetime. Many of us will be able to do that. Some of us won't. And if you don't, it's okay. You'll come back and then finish up. But for a lot of us, we will be able to wrap up all that stuff. And as we become free of the karmic baggage of other lifetimes, as our soul contracts are resolved, as life around us becomes very peaceful, as we achieve our dharmic mission, which is also an important part of the Ascension Lifetime, which is your life's work. What is your, what is your thesis, so to speak? Metaphorically speaking, what is the thesis that you're writing while in this physical body? 
for many of us on this call, that is some sort of spiritual work. And a lot of us on this call are spiritual professionals. You don't have to be, though. It could be anything. It could be anything. It could be building a house, you know, with your bare hands for, for someone in need. It, it could be um, taking on animals, stray animals, and taking care of them and loving them. It could be being a vegan and preaching the vegan message. It could be whatever it is. There's a million different possibilities. But what is your life's work? What specific? This planet is so many goddamn problems. I mean, that's easy to see. It's the easiest thing to see how many problems this planet has from pollution to the way we treat each other to the way to the economic unfairness that's probably going to get worse over the next couple of years, the disparity between the rich and the poor. So what is your contribution to that? You know, my contribution is to talk about this sort of stuff, to help people understand, to teach people and to work with people one on one to help them to, you know, let go of this karmic stuff to heal. So what is yours? So that's an important part of your ascension mission as well. And the cool part is, is you'll find that, and it's, you know, if you end up doing uh, the star seed or the past life regression with me, you know, you'll be able to experientially see that, excuse me, some of this stuff, you know, some of your healing abilities, some of your inclinations as a healer, as a light worker, as a service worker, um, you did something similar somewhere else, either on earth or off planet. It's usually both. You might've done it in, you know, on planet in Egypt. You might've done it on planet in Atlantis. You might've done it off planet in a Syrian planet. Right. But you're, we're kind of recalling these healing gifts from when we did have higher dimensional, higher density lifetimes. And we were uh, actually in practice with that. So we're calling some of that back and every contribution you make to the planetary field is important you know we we're at, in the fourth density we all become connected through a planetary grid so if you imagine that every contribution you make to help another person to heal yourself because everything you do to heal yourself is now donated to the grid as well but whether you're healing yourself or healing another person donating a, a, an amount of money to a charity that you know a true charity whatever you're doing that's helping that is it, it's helping the entire field, which we're now inseparable from. The days of being a, of the days of being able to be a greedy, self-centered son of a bitch that only cares about his or herself and greed and how much money they can make and how how large they can build their empire, like the King of Pentacles and the Tarot or the Chariot card, probably together. Um, those days are numbered. It's still possible. Of course, look around. Greed isn't that isn't instantly punished at all. You know, there's many very greedy people that treat people like shit and only care about themselves, and they're not getting karmically punished, really. <laughs> so that's still a possibility. But as a light worker, as a star seed, we know that we're on the leading edge. So we can't do that. We wouldn't want to do that. As you are stepping more into your light workerhood or whatever, the range of choices start to narrow. The range of choices start to narrow where it's before it was like, uh, you know, being vengeful, hateful, all the way up to unconditional love. It starts to narrow where it's like uh, being loving or being loving. <laughs> it just, <laughs> it doesn't really become much of a choice anymore, except to act from your heart to act from love, to be forgiving, to be kind, to, to unite with people, to unite with animals. 
So that heart, the heart chakra is such an important part of the ascension is learning to love more and more ourselves, our fellow humans, animals, plants, the earth, everything, just learning to love, opening our hearts. That's a good sign of how far we've come. And, and, and it'll oscillate too. You'll, you'll have a very open heart. Maybe you'll be in a relationship and it won't work. You feel your heart closed for a while, then it'll open back up even further. So that open heart, um, a lightness of spirit, you know, there's people that walk around that have a lot of density to them. You can feel it as an empath or a healer. You can feel the density as opposed to someone who has a very light spirit, a very light, a much finer density to them. You can feel it. And that's that you're feeling the vibration. So we become lighter and lighter vibrationally. We become happier. We become more content. We are on our dharmic missions. And we just, the things we do, we start to think more of a unified, from a unified place. How is this benefiting the all? And you, it's okay to benefit yourself too, but ideally, how do you benefit both? How do you benefit both the self and the all? And that's how we know we're, we're starting to merge into that fourth density place. And there's going to be tremendous changes happening on this planet over the next 20 years. And they're very, very, as I said before, they're very well maybe kind of a dichotomous dividing line that starts to become much more apparent than it is even now between people who are on the awakening ascension path and in that unity consciousness and those who want to stick to the old world of the Kali Yuga or the dark ages, especially mm -hmm. the past 2000 years. And it's going to become more and more apparent very quickly. And for those of us who are on the ascension paths consciously, it's very likely our experiences of this earth, as much as we might complain about it, will be much more pleasant than the experiences of those who aren't and who are choosing to kind of remain stuck. Um, and planetary events that will probably be even more annoying than COVID that may unfold over the next 20, 25, 30 years um, will make that more and more apparent is kind of which path one is on. And look, if you, by the way, if you got COVID, it doesn't mean you're not on the awakening path. If you got the vaccine, it doesn't mean you're not on the awakening path. If you, it, 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 there's no correlation whatsoever at all. None. Okay. Um, how is your overall, how, how loving are you? How loving are you? How much can you step out of division and into unity? even over things like vaccines, which is a very dividing thing, you know, how much can you step out of that and into more of a unified um, vision for the planet? You know, those are the types of things to ask yourself to see how far along you've become. And really the best way of looking at it is how far have you come personally in becoming a better, more healed, more balanced, wiser um, person now than you were 20 years ago, 10 years ago, five years ago, a year ago. That's the most important question to ask yourself to see where your progress is at. And think of how far along you've come. You've got that much more to do. And then you'll look back 10, 20 years from now and be like, wow, look at me when I was, you know, I'm 35. Look at me when I was 35. Now I'm 55. Wow. Wow. What, what a difference. And I look at myself at 35 compared to 25 or 20. Wow. What a difference. Mm -hmm. That's how, you know, you're, you're very quickly progressing on the ascension path. Yeah, wow. As I'm looking back at my life, I can definitely see 
the change, you know, and the difference. <laughs> it's, it's scary. Good. It's scary. It's like, oh my God. It I is actually. Like I used to think that way. It's like, oh my goodness. But yeah. It, it yeah. is. And, you know, me personally, I never could have anticipated like any of the twists and turns of my life. None of them over the past 15 years. Not, yeah. not one of them could I ever have anticipated. And never could I have pictured the person that I am now 15 years ago, 10 years Same. ago, five years ago. Same. No way. It's a miracle it's, here. It's pretty amazing because a, lo a lot of people aren't um, that, it, lucky's not the word, but they're just not at that place necessarily where their consciousness has pulled the trigger and turned the switch on to accelerate the ascension process. You know, a lot of the idea of activation points are very real. I can look back in my early 20s and label several activation points, okay, where I felt or had an experience that I couldn't go back afterwards. Mm -hmm. And people, most people that are awakening, they, you know, they've had that. People tell me all sorts of cool experiences that happened to them that after that, everything was different and they never went back. And that's the soul, that's the consciousness turning the switch on it was pre-planned in in the pre-birth arrangements and then that's kind of the um experiential uh experience the feeling is when it gets turned on and whatever you know uh mm -hmm. whatever you experience with that so a lot of people aren't there a lot of people they will stay pretty much the same from as, from when they're seven and at, by the age of seven your subconscious is solidified now but when you're from the time you're in the womb uh, till age seven, you're a sponge for everything around you, especially your parents or whoever raised you, how they speak, how they think, how they act, you're a sponge for all that. And that becomes your subconscious patterning, which is really responsible for 95%. Dr. Joe Dispenza, who I love, says 95%. I think it could even be more um, of your experience of life is the subconscious patterning. And a lot of people, who never really work on self-awareness, never go to therapy, never work on, you know, self-improvement will just stay with the same subconscious patterns from age seven till they're, they're they die, mm -hmm. you know, but for us yeah. who are on the awakening experience, we're consciously the awakening path. We're consciously working on all that stuff, you know, one. So speaking of like practical things, Capricorn season, what sort of practical things can we do? You know, um, I love uh, hypnosis work. Um, I love regression work. And, you know, you can certainly, if, you, if you're interested in knowing where you came from, you're interested in experiencing your past lives, we'll talk about, we have a special offer, biggest discount we've ever given over the next 24 hours. If you jump in um, mm -hmm. to, uh, to experience, you know, your past lives or where you come from. But other than that, just doing any sort of work with the subconscious. So I constantly use subliminals myself. Um, and, YouTube is the most amazing thing. Uh, yeah, they're probably going to demonetize this because I swore. But other than that, they're they're most they're the most. It's the most amazing platform in a lot of ways because there's just free everything, you know. And there's just thousands and thousands of free subliminals on YouTube. You pop them on in your headphones, and it's speaking directly to your subconscious. It's bypassing the con the conscious mind, going uh, directly into the subconscious. So whatever your patterns are that aren't very healthy you know maybe you lack uh discipline maybe you lack control over your emotions 
Maybe you tend to fall into depression and apathy. Um, maybe you tend to self-sabotage yourself. You know, whatever those things are, maybe you carry a low self-esteem. And this is something that all light workers and everything I just you know mentioned, I've been through or still going through. And um, my clients too. So anything like that, you know, working with subliminals or working with someone who does hypnosis on you, it can be really, really valuable um, because it's just bypassing the conscious mind going directly to the subconscious and making direct changes. Energy healing. Fantastic. Any type of energy healing you do on yourself or receive from others, because working with the chakras, essentially working with the, you know, uh, working with the subconscious mind is kind of a life hack because again, it's bypassing the conscious. Same thing as working with the chakras. So if you have a self-esteem issue, there's a couple ways to go about it. You can do affirmations in the mirror, which is working with the conscious mind, which is also a good idea no matter what. And it will work, but it will take a long time to work, but it, it will work. It will work. So the um, subliminals or hypnosis, excuse me, you're bypassing now the conscious mind and it's kind of a hack to just go, go straight to the subconscious. Or you could just work directly on your solar plexus chakra. And it because if you have a low self-esteem, you're going to have deficiency. You're going to have a lack of energy in your solar plexus chakra. So if you just go work then directly on your solar plexus energetically, it's going to start to, from the inside out, shift your subconscious patterning and shift your conscious patterning of self-esteem. And really, ideally, is you want to work from all these levels. You want to work from the chakra level. And that's what I do with my clients that end up doing you know, a lot of work with me is we work on the chakras, the energy field. And then we also work on things from a, sub, a subconscious level and from a conscious level. And I think that's the best way to go about it. But any sort of rituals where you work with your chakras, fantastic. And my friend Todd Devine's book too, he's got a great ritual for working with the chakras. Um, another one of my favorite authors I mentioned, Amora Kuan Yin, her, her Pleiadian workbook, great Pleiadian downloaded uh, ways of working with the chakras. If you're a Reiki healer, I'm a Reiki master therapist. Um, you can use Reiki on your chakras or just going for work, going for work, whether it's in person or remotely and remote work can be just as powerful or more mm -hmm. than, uh, than in-person work. And that's, it's really during, you know, COVID time, it's so convenient to have, uh, um, remote work done on you, or if you're a healer to do remote work on others, but yeah, working directly with the chakras is very important with the seven main chakras. Uh, don't forget about the earth star chakra below your feet, which is black. That tethers you to the earth. And also don't forget about the uh, chakras above your head. So we've got our crown chakra right here. But as we start to move into, into the fourth density, into the fifth, by the way, I, if I didn't mention fourth density, fifth dimension, kind of the same thing. But as we move into that fifth dimensional experience, there's these chakras above our head that then start to get activated, right? So um, in my... Um, in the, all the packages, so all the packages we're offering, um, and it's going to be 10% off. Of, they're already like 60, 70% off. I'm, it's like a beginning of the year blowout sale from my end. And Alara is like so great at promoting this. Um, and uh, you get an additional 10% off if you buy in the next 24 hours. But there's 16 uh, webinar courses in there. And uh, one of those is called the Human Energy Field 101. And uh, it's a three hour visual course where I teach you the ins and outs of the structures of the chakras, the nadis, the uh, meridians, the upper um, 5D chakras, 
the seven levels of the auric field. Um, so it's really helpful to help you understand what these upper chakras, these fifth density chakras are. Um, and so just paying attention to those, paying attention to those in meditation, imagine that you're activating these upper chakras as well. So chakra work is really, really fantastic. Um, doing grid work. Grid work, and, and that's another term that gets thrown around a lot and you know not everyone is really aware i certainly wasn't aware of what grid work is until many for many years until i actually did it grid work is going into meditation and today's 111 would be a great day to do this but going into meditation and consciously connecting in with the ley lines of the planet you know you've got the um the flower of life on your uh in the back of you there alara and uh, it's a kind of a great way of visualizing the grid lines around the planet is visualizing this network of lines and they're all connecting into the sacred sites. They're connecting into Mount Shasta and, you know, um, the, the crystal deposit in Arkansas and in, um, in Brazil, San Tomé das Letras and um, through the pyramids and through Glastonbury and through uh, Mount Kailash and in the Himalayas and Uluru and, and, uh, mm -hmm you know, in Peru and all these, these special places. So, you know, when you do grid work, you want to imagine that you're pumping light into, into the grid. Now, the most powerful way to do this is to actually physically travel to either a ley line, you know, like for me, just east of here uh, in central New York, there is a, a ley line. And I have a video on my channel from a couple of years ago where I did some grid work from that ley line. It was really cool. A lot of people watch that. Um, so if you can consciously go to a, a ley line, that's great, or a sacred site, even better, and just pump that light into the field. But wherever you are, if, <laughs> if you're not on a ley line or near a ley line, it's okay. Just um, go into meditation. Imagine pumping that light into uh, the field. We could do one together if you'd like uh, at the end. It's 111. Sure. Um, yeah, but, uh, why not? Yeah, cool. Okay. Um, so that's grid work is another great thing. Um Consciously connecting with your positive extraterrestrial family um, is something, and that's what we do in the Starseed Discovery Sessions. And it's also just a, a great way of helping your ascension along because it, it's every time you connect back with your home planet or your guides, you're really elevating yourself. You're elevating yourself consciously and you're going to that place where everything around you becomes a little bit silly. All the problems of the planet become a little bit silly like we talked about before. And you're experience. You're anytime you experientially are in a higher vibration, so that could be through just meditation. I mean, it could be through Kundalini yoga. Mm -hmm. It could be through Tai Chi. It could be through breathing meditation. It could be through taking a jog in the woods. It could be through hiking up a mountain. You know, it could be through doing something meditative with your hands, like creating art, painting, um, any practice that gets you into the actual, the, the physical body experience where you feel like you're in a higher vibration and your mind all of a sudden feels that you're at a higher frequency. That is so helpful because the more you visit that place, the more, it's, the easier it is to go back. Mm -hmm. For people who are, you know, for someone who's suicidally depressed, it's amazing. Now, um, it's becoming legal in a lot of states in the U.S. for therapists, for licensed therapists to do MDMA therapy or ketamine therapy with clients, which I think is incredible. 
you know, for especially like very depressed clients, giving them an experience through therapy with MDMA, where they get to actually experience what it's like to be happy. That it makes it much more realistic that they're going to be able to get to that place. Someone who doesn't know the possibility of light is going to have a lot more trouble getting to the light. The more that you experience light, the easier it is to stay there more often. And that's when having a daily practice of meditation, whatever type of meditation you like to do that works for you, really the important part is sticking with it. So um, having a set time, this is like basic Capricorn stuff, but having doing something at the same time every day makes it much more likely that you'll do it. You know, for example, uh, you know, before your oatmeal, you know, or um, when you get home from work before you put the TV on, something like that. You know, just just have it like you expect it of yourself and having mm -hmm. a space to do it. You know, a lot of people, um, they're married and they have kids and there's a lot of noise around them. And so it can be really good to like clean out a closet in your bedroom and make it your meditation space. Or if you happen to have, you know, an, uh, an office or an extra room that you just this is your meditation space, you know, and when you go there, you're already feeling in that meditative frequency. So um, anything you do daily that puts you into a higher vibration is fantastic. Um, becoming more organic, decalcifying the pineal gland. This is Capricorn stuff too. Um, you know, why is why is water been fluoridated around the U.S. and Canada and the Western world since World War II? It, it's you know, it, it's to to turn off the calcify the pineal gland because keeping the pineal gland calcified in in the, most of the population is a part of the agenda of keeping people spiritually asleep and keeping people stuck, whether in the three main religions or stuck in hedonism. And it's kind of the same frequency in a lot of ways. Um, it just keeps them stuck, keeps that crown chakra closed, keeps the third eye closed. So as awakening beings, we tend to naturally, whether we're staying away from fluoridated water or not, whether we're doing cleanses, liver cleanses, green juice cleanses, et cetera, or not, we, because of, because our souls of our consciousness flipped on the switch and said, okay, now is the time. Now is the time to receive in uh, the the light, the photonic light from the sun, as we're getting closer to that photon belt. It kind of happens on its own for a lot of us, mm -hmm. but you can certainly help the process along. And it's something I focused a lot on in my twenties was uh, staying away from fluoridated water and uh, having a lot of green, a lot of green uh, juices, spirulina, chlorella, wheat grass powder, barley grass juice powder, anything green will decalcify that pineal gland. So just becoming more organic. Um, now, look, again, if you, if you were vaccinated, it, it doesn't matter that much at all. It really doesn't. It's just one small input of, of many inputs that we're receiving from the sky, from the air, from frequencies, from food. It's just one thing. So it doesn't matter that much, but just always be cleansing when you can and try to eat the most organic, healthy diet. If you can afford it, buy organic food. If you eat meat, fine. Just try to get it from the best possible source from, uh, you know, animals that were treated well while they were alive from wild caught fish, et cetera. Becoming more organic is very important to assist in the ascension process. And if you feel at some point, like it's time to only eat plants, then do it. If your body needs the extra nutrients that come from meat, go ahead with that. You know, it's different for every person. There's no 
just like with the vaccines, there's no set rule. You're not going to not ascend if you're vaccinated from anything, flu shot, the other vaccine, whatever. Um, if you eat meat, you're not going to not ascend. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's not that simple. And anyone who tries to put things into black and white, like either you do this or you're not going to send, it's all BS. Don't listen to that. Okay. It is never that simple. Nothing is ever black and white here. Okay. There's a, a million different possibilities of how this can go down for you. So whatever helps your body, your mental health, your experience of lightness. All right. There's people that go on carnivore diets and I'm not saying what's right. What's wrong. There's people that go on carnivore diets and they're in that they're, they're in ketosis and they're experiencing a, such a mental clarity and a groundedness and a spiritual connection like never before, even though they're eating all animal products. And there's people that go vegan and have the same experience. There is no necessarily right or wrong when it comes to the ascension. It's whatever will work for you. And for a lot of people, you'll, you'll go through different iterations and experiences of that. I've gone through iterations of being totally vegan. I've gone through iterations of having a lot more animal products, basically based on what was going on with my body, what illnesses I was having, what my body really needed. Okay. So listen to your body, pay attention to your body and do what makes you feel best. Okay. The whole game here is being more in the heart, experiencing more love, unity, forgiveness, peace within and without being kind to others, being kind to yourself. And as much as you can experiencing feeling higher frequencies. However, music is a great way that I personally experience higher frequencies. And it, I'm not talking about Mozart. I'm talking about like my favorite bands like green day. Okay. Mm -hmm. That puts me into a higher frequency. All right. Um, watching my favorite uh, sports team on television. That puts me into a higher frequency. Okay. Laughing, mm -hmm. making jokes with, with a friend, watching a favorite comedy. Now, these are very earthy. These are very Taurus things I'm describing, but they're a part of it. You know, sexuality, the Scorpio side of things. Sex is a very pleasurable experience. Masturbation is a very pleasurable experience. All those things can be part of, but, but when you rely on them too much, when you rely on those very earthy pleasure modules, they can become uh, a crutch. <laughs> so you need, you, you really ideally want to balance between the earthy stuff, experiencing sex, masturbation, food, television, comedy, music, whatever makes you happy with that, but also with the meditation, the just feeling light, the being with nature. And because I find that people that try to avoid all of the earthy stuff, they tend to end up going right back to it because the avoidance itself is imbalanced. Mm -hmm. Whereas, so it's, I just find it healthier to keep a healthy balance. And anytime anything starts to be, marijuana is a great example. You know, cannabis is a very, it can be a high vibrational experience. It can also be a depressive experience based on someone's mind. They're, they're, the levels of dopamine and serotonin and how their mind functions. That's why different supplements for the brain will help one person, not help another or medications, right? So for one person smoking weed once a day could be a very spiritual experience. They meditate, they feel connected. It raises their vibration for another person. It can lead them into depression and addiction. 
okay? So again, just not making sure that not any one thing becomes a crutch. Even meditation, you could, Matt Kahn taught, used to talk about this a lot, like people who meditate like two, three hours a day, but then the rest of their life is a mess or they're unhappy in the rest of their life. That's something that would be out of balance too. You can be out of balance with too much meditation. So it's all about achieving balance in areas, in all areas of life, sleeping well, you know? making sure you sleep deeply. The body needs rest. The body needs sleep. That's how everything regenerates. You know, you want to, you want to physically turn on the strands of your DNA. You want to physically elevate yourself from carbon-based to crystalline-based sleep, dude, sleep. Seriously. Like when, why do you think when the, when you look on the, you know, the, the solar flare tracker thing, and it's like, it's like this, right? Like, which was happening all December. Or you look at the geomagnetic um, thing, the bars, and they're all in the red. Mm-hmm. Or the Schumann resonance power tracker, and it's like 80 or whatever. Why do you think a lot of us feel tired? It's because that frequency needs to be integrated. So sleep as much. And I know a lot of people, you know, or have to work. I work all the time doing this. And, and a lot of people can't sleep that much. And I, I, I'm empathetic to that. I, I'm empathetic. I know that a lot of you watching don't have time to sleep enough, don't have time to meditate, don't have time to, to do a lot to help your ascension process and just do the best you can. Really just do the best you can. Pick one thing, one thing. Don't try to pick five things. Pick one new practice today on 111-2022, pretty auspicious day, 11122, right? Pick one new practice today that you're going to start right now right after this uh talk and do it five days a week it doesn't have to take an hour it can be something five minutes five minutes five minutes of meditation yeah so i was just gonna say matthew last (laughs) night i think i i before i went to bed i told robert and i told neo i said neo you're not getting up in the middle of the night at all and robert you're not snoring tonight (laughs) (laughs) did it work it did Oh, it did. Okay. <laughs> I know. I was like so happy. It's like, and then in the morning, Robert started snoring, but I was already awake at that point, you know? So <laughs> it was like, wow, I got to do this again. I got, I have to say this every day. <laughs> because sleep is important, you know? It Absolutely. is. It's and, so important. And, That's our yeah. mood is, is not going to be as high when we're, you know, nu- just the basics of nutrition, sleep, and exercise are very important for mood elevation. And you're not, look, how are you going to be in a higher frequency if you're depressed, anxious, tired, tired, overwhelmed, (laughs) but I, and I know a lot of people though. I I just, a lot of people are in tough situations right now with finances, with um, family situations, Venus, Capricorn work stuff, Mercury retrograde. Um, Just do the best you can just pick one thing. One thing. One thing. Five minutes minutes of deep breathing. It could be um, affirmations. It could be self-esteem affirmations. You do in the mirror once a day. Could be, um, you know, here's something you don't even have to take any time to do. Every night when I sleep, I always sleep with a subliminal on. I go on YouTube and I, I, whatever, you know, subliminal for self-love, subliminal for working hard, or I do a frequency like, you know. 863 hertz whatever or a cleansing or um 256 hertz root chakra frequency that's an easy thing sleep mm-hmm. with a, a frequency on you know have i have an organite on your phone or something so it's not gonna 
the frequency won't disturb your sleep of the phone itself, you know, but um, that's an easy thing to do, you know, um, five minutes of chakra meditation a day, um, 20 minutes of, uh, of taking a jog or riding on a stationary bike a day, just little things. Okay. That's what Capricorn sixth house um, stuff is all about is about little things adding to your, to your routine because Saturn rules Capricorn and Saturn's about longevity. And we want longevity here. We don't want just quick, you know, happiness. You know, that's why I said yeah. balancing out the stuff, the the earthy stuff that gives quick happiness, like television, sex, masturbation, marijuana, whatever. Like that needs to be balanced out because that's not sustainable. The sustainable higher frequency really it comes through feeling loving. You know, I would say the number one thing that helps me with that, nothing even comes. I mentioned music, but this is so far and away more helpful and doesn't even music doesn't even come close to this and how helpful this is, is my animals, mm-hmm. my pets. That's, I, that's totally. what, I, I can never not be happy and loving when I'm cuddling with, with yeah. my animals, you know? <laughs> totally. Um, so yeah, have animals, have plants around. Get a pet, <laughs> get a cute little dog like Neo. He's being a good boy today. So he's not even in the room. Like, but yes. Yeah, we saw, oh. I saw him on one of the other shows. Is he the white dog? <laughs> he's uh tan, tan and white, I guess yeah, you could yeah. say. I remember. Yeah, he's, yeah a he's, he's a good boy. But yes, he's, he's a lifesaver. And actually, our pets, so how cool is this? Um, our pets, a lot of them are in the last lifetime in the second density. And as we give them more love, like pets are a lot more human than their like stray counterparts you know um my well my dog's from the streets of brazil but he was so young when i got him but you know in 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 brazil the the dogs run in packs around the streets and they're they're friendly with humans because they get food but also they're just acting more that pack instinctual pack mentality like wolves would in a lot of ways um where you know once a dog has a home you know now it's it, it's going to become more human in a lot of ways, just, you know, adapting to you. And uh, as you do that and, and make them feel loved, like they didn't feel if they were on the streets mm-hmm. or didn't have a home, that helps them to grow in their photonic light so that maybe next lifetime they'll be a human. Seriously. Yeah. You know, how cool is that? Yeah. You're we're, we're training our pets and not all of them. Some of them will come back and be pets again, but um, they're getting domesticated animals are right up at the edge, pushing on the upper envelope of the second density and ready to become third density human beings, which <laughs> is pretty cool. And we're, we're helping them with that. So yeah. yeah, whatever it is that puts you, puts you into higher frequency and then just, you know, just being forgiving with yourself. Look, sometimes you're going to get depressed. You also, a lot of people have brain issues and and I'm dead serious. And I'm someone who has had struggled with brain issues my whole life. Um, And uh, so taking the right supplements can really help. There's so many different possibilities. This is something that I do help people with, um, but getting on the right supplements for your brain to balance out your neurotransmitters can do wonders Mm -hmm. in helping with all this stuff. Because if you're just, if you're not depressed and anxious and angry as much as you used to be, because you had a nutritional deficiency or cause you had a brain imbalance, then it's going to really help things along. So just, I, that's why I like to uh, pay attention to things on all levels, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, they're all tied into one another. And you want to kind of, um, you know, address all of them 
if you really want to accelerate your ascension. So. Absolutely. Totally agree. And, you yeah. know, as, as you know, Robert, you know, now has a yeah. brain issue, right? So totally, totally understand. And so that's why I, you know, I, I don't normally talk about medication per se, but sometimes medication is really helpful and it's helping you yeah, to it be is. more balanced. Yeah. Sometimes it, it's the best choice. Yeah. Really. <clears throat> For now, um, anyways, you know. <laughs> but sometimes it's also not. It, yeah. it just depends on the situation really yeah. completely depends absolutely yeah mm-hmm. some of my clients you know have been on wellbutrin or lexapro or whatever and it was it's the best thing for them and i'm thrilled and then some people it didn't work and you know then they get off and they try supplements and the supplements are more effective it's just everyone's different mm-hmm. our, our our genetics are a huge part of this game and all of us come in with genetic weaknesses and deficiencies and you know um Genetic cancer is is mostly genetic, but it's also epigenetic in the sense that the more toxins that you take in on all levels, the more likely it is to turn on those genes that will turn on the cancer. That, those can be emotional toxins too, mm-hmm. mental toxins as well. Yeah, you know. But um, a lot of us are going to have genetic weaknesses. We're going to have health issues that others won't understand or or just we'll have something totally different, but that's all part of it. That's all part of the game here of ascending is overcoming those genetic weaknesses or at the, or making the best of it. You know, I don't know. Let's say you had one arm, you had Mm -hmm. one arm. There's not a whole lot you're going to be able to do other than maybe with advancements in medical technology, maybe you get a bionic arm if you want one, but you know, I, I, someone with one arm, I, I don't see any reason. I think they probably still would ascend if they wanted to. It's just making the best of your genetic weaknesses, you know? Yeah. So um, we've got a special offer packages, right? Yes, we do. Let me get that. Let me get that up. <laughs> One second. I'm going to share and, my and, screen. Okay. And then and, briefly, mm-hmm. um, if, uh, if you don't mind, um, I would like to share just some, uh, major astrological events coming this year. And then I know okay. we do need to get to a couple of readings, of course. Yeah. So. Yeah. So let me, let this, let's do the special offer page and oh my God, look, the changes we've made this, this time around. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it looks great. It looks fantastic. I'm going to see if I can move to this. Oh, one sec. I just want to move my thing so I can see you all better. One second. So I see the screen. Okay. There we go. So yes, we have three packages um, from Matthew, package A, B, and C. So, and there's a 24 hour special. So please use the code TACS10 to receive the 24 hour special 10% off gift. Um, All right, so Matthew, do you wanna talk about the packages? I would love to talk about the packages. So there's three levels of packages here and they all contain um, the uh, the 16 courses and my courses are fantastic. I get great feedback on my courses all the time. You know, it's a $539 value just for all the courses and we're offering them for 155. Then if you want to work with me one-on-one, you can also do that in package B and C. So just, um, I'll, I'll just briefly give you, uh, the title and a a brief description of each one. And Laura, you can scroll down as I talk. So intro to candle and, uh, moon magic. If you want to learn some witchy stuff, how to do some positive, uh, magic using candles healing with colors mastering power of course 
uh, if you want to learn how to use colors, whether you're a professional uh, healer or you just want to learn to heal others or yourself using colors, you can add colors to pretty much any healing modality that you've already learned, which is really quite amazing. Uh, emotional freedom technique to heal the seven main chakras. So those of you who don't know what emotional freedom technique, by the way, this is a great practice that you can use uh, daily. Speaking of like new practices, mm -hmm. tapping, tapping. What we, we, we tap on certain points. And as we tap on certain points, we're speaking directly to the nervous system. And so I teach you how to create your own tapping sequences in this course. And also um, we go through tapping sequences for each of the seven main chakras from the root on up to the crown to heal past life issues, current life issues, and to help those chakras to grow and expand. Really, really cool uh, course. Um, yeah, keep scrolling down. Um, all about angels, archangels, ascended masters, and spirit guides. So if you want to learn about all the different positive benevolent entities that exist in the fourth uh, density astral realm around our planet, fourth, fifth, density astral realm around our planet that a lot of them have been known in different religions like Judaism and Christianity and Islam. Um, a lot of them are more pagan, but you can work with any of them. I love working with Hindu deities like uh, working with Vishnu or Lakshmi or, uh, or, or Ganesh. Um, but I'll teach you how to connect with, which, with any entity you want to, how to work with them using candles and rituals and all that. And also how to connect with your spirit guides that are contracted to be, to work with you in this lifetime and how to connect with loved ones who have passed over and keep scrolling down, change your reality by changing your words, mastery empowerment course. Uh, this is another great kind of Capricorn season sort of thing, how to break the habit of negative thinking and negative self-talk. Really, we talk about the importance of your words and how the words speak directly to the subconscious mind and it creates this looping experience. So if you're speaking more positively to your subconscious mind, your subconscious is then going to give you more positive experience of life back to you. And if you're speaking more negatively all the time to your subconscious mind, that'll be reinforcing all negative patterns and you won't have as much of the positive experiences in life as you want to. Powerful visualization techniques for ascension, learning to use your third eye. There's so many, you'll see the list here of all the different techniques that I teach, grounding, shielding, purifying, self-energizing, cord cutting, cleaning, sealing the aura, et cetera, and just practicing with any of these techniques. And some of these can certainly become daily rituals if you'd like, really helps your third eye chakra itself to grow and can help your pineal gland actually decalcify by working top down uh, with the pineal gland. That's a really cool one. And keep scrolling down, please. The Human Energy Field 101 Mastery Empowerment Course. I talked about this one. Uh, I'm going to teach you the structure and function of the chakras and the aura. Uh, the T fields, Kundalini energies, uh, Kundalini energy, the seven layers of the aura, et cetera. How to move on completely from your ex. So if you're someone who's currently going through relationship issues, if you've currently been, been through a breakup or a decoupling, if you have a close family member or friend who's been through a breakup or decoupling recently, this can be really helpful. I've heard from a lot of clients that this webinar really helped them to be able to move on, to let go of heartbreak. We do a lot of talking about what happens on a soul level and what is happening in a soul contract when two souls come together for a relationship and then decide to end it. Um, spiritual hygiene, cord cutting, and grounding 101. This is specific methods to teach you how to ground your energy. Uh, it's something you can do on a daily basis, how to clean out entities, um, negative spirits, etheric parasites, even things like curses from your energy field, and how to protect yourself so you're not picking up negative energy as you go throughout life. Uh, scroll down, please, Alar. Awakening the Divine Masculine Mastery Empowerment Course. 
Okay, as I said, even though I'm a psychic, I'm very much a left brain thinker. And this helps to teach you this very Capricorn stuff, how to use your logic and intellect to create and craft your life in the highest possible way using goal setting and using um, visualization techniques to manifest your future in the present moment. Uh, creating the 5DU Master Empowerment Course, we do a lot of that work in this course as well. We pick apart your life into different categories and have you go and, and rate each uh, portion of your life and make lists of what's working, what isn't, to identify the sub specific subconscious patterns that are going on that are preventing you from moving forward in a specific area of your life and how those came about. And we do a journey into your future to see your highest possible timeline on this webinar. Dissolving the Ego webinar, this is one of my favorites. Um, there's these 12 energetic activations to dissolve, uh, and it really works, especially if you listen two or three times, to dissolve negative aspects of ego, like the ego that feels inferior to God or inferior to others, the ego that feels disconnected, the ego that feels hurt or harmed, the ego that is the know-it-all, like all these different aspects of ego that we all carry in one way or another, some more than others, uh, but this webinar will break those down with the energetic activations. Mastering your intuition, okay, this will help you to learn how to use your specific intuition, also how to use things like tarot cards, dowsing rods, uh, pendulums, et cetera. Uh, keep scrolling down. Putting the past in the past. This is another one with a lot of energetic activations. Uh, we do a bunch of activations to help you to dissolve any of those things that are hanging around your energy field. Like we said, the karmic baggage deficiencies that come from other lifetimes, we help you to dissolve those. Navigating the dark night of the soul. A lot of you may be in dark night of the soul right now if you're in one or you know someone uh, close to you who's in one, this will really, really help you under understand it. And we do a lot of energetic activations to help you get to the other side, uh, perhaps more quickly, um, hopefully. And uh, deeper level of forgiveness. This is the five levels of forgiveness. And um, we talk a lot about soul contracts and what happens on a soul level between souls when bad things happen on earth and how it's resolved eventually. You'll skip my guided meditation, meet your spirit guides and activate psychic gifts and a healing transmission called I Love You Regardless. So that's all, $539 value, value, just 155 bucks. Two and three payment options available, 10% off for tonight, tomorrow only. So please jump on this, okay? Um, package B, if you wanna work with me directly, you get all of that plus a 45-minute soul plan reading. I'm gonna connect with your spirit guides, my helper guides. I'm gonna channel through details about your soul contracts, your relationships, your soul lessons, why certain things happen in the past for you, what to look for in the future, your highest possible timeline, your most likely timeline. And if you have any decisions to be made or you know, thinking about, uh, oh, should I take this job? Should I move here? Should I change careers? I'll help you with all that. You wanna connect with loved ones that have passed over. You wanna connect with spirit guides. Any questions at all, I should be able to answer for you in the soul plan reading. That's package B. So just $44 more, you get a reading with me. Okay. Mm. And if you get in soon, I can get you in uh, definitely in the next uh, sometime in, in early February, I can get you in, I believe I'll have to look at my schedule, but it will book up pretty quickly. So please jump on this, especially if you want to get the 24 hour 10% uh, off deal. And then if you want to really go in, which I definitely recommend, you want to know where you're from in the stars. You want to know if you're a star seed or not, and you want to take a astral hypnosis journey there or you want to discover your past lives on earth. So in, in previous times I've been on this show, we offered one or the other. I wanted to do something fun and different and let people choose this time. So you can choose either the Starseed Discovery session or the Past Life Regression session. Uh, and it's the same price for either. So either way, you're going to take a once in a lifetime, amazing bucket list type 
journey. When I started my spiritual journey, one of the things that was a huge catalyst for me was doing a past life regression. I found an ad on Craigslist uh, here in Rochester, New York, uh, one day for someone doing a past life regression. I'm like, what the hell, a past life? What is this? I was very early on my spiritual journey, but me being, you know, ever curious, I was like, all right, why not? And I went into this lady's office, laid down, she put me under hypnosis and three hours went by in about 20, it seemed like 20 minutes. And I saw the wildest stuff that from other lifetimes. So I highly, highly recommend a past life regression and the Sarsi discovery session. They're both really amazing and very unique. So you get to choose, uh, once you check out, you'll be sent the links and you can uh, click whichever link you uh, want to schedule. So um, those are the, uh, the special offer packages. Yeah. I mean, with the 10% off deal, I mean, this is just crazy discounted. So <laughs> it's a no please, brainer. Definitely. You know, yeah, it really is. Um, and even if you miss the 10% off deal still, you, you can't find anything close to these prices on my website. I really, you know, want to extend myself and make things really doable for people uh, when I do a show like this. Um, yeah. So we're going to do readings. Um, I was just going to say really quickly, I highly recommend doing the soul plan reading with, with Matthew doing the past life regression, the starseed discovery session. I've, I've done, I mean, I've done past life regression sessions. I, I do hypnosis sessions myself. And I mean, it's amazing. It's amazing what comes up. It's amazing what you yeah. learn about yourself. It's totally. like, it's, you, you can't make it up. And the stuff that comes forward is like, oh my God, wow. You yeah, know, it's, and it's, yeah, totally. It's really amazing. So if you've never done it or, or if you have done it, if you want to do it again with, with Matthew, please do. It's amazing. And it's life-changing. It truly is life-changing. I still have my notes from the first time that I did a past life regression session. And it's like, oh my God, you know, it's like, I'm so glad I did it. And it's like all this stuff maybe didn't make sense then, but now when I look back at it, totally makes sense. Everything makes sense. Like, yes, <laughs> you know, it's like, Good. definitely. Good. So awesome. please do awesome. take a look at that and get it. The sessions are remote. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're all remote. Yeah, it's all remote. Yeah. 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 There's a, cause you know, we're not going to travel to where um, right. Matthew is. <laughs> All right. So, um, so again, these, the, the packages are available at alar.at forward slash show forward slash Matthew one. And like we said, the 10% off is only available for 24 hours. And actually this time around, I'm only doing offering the special offers for two weeks after that they're gone. And so maybe yeah. at the end of the season or whatever, you know, so please do take advantage of these offers because, you know, they're, they're, you know, big, because it is January, it is a new year, it is something that you want to invest in yourself and really, you know, look at what's coming up for you, look at who you are, where you're going. And when it comes to the ascension, sometimes those little that information that you get in these sessions is life changing and it's, it's going to help you on your ascension path. So, I mean, I highly recommend it. So I'm just saying. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would agree with everything you just said. I Absolutely. think it's, I think they're amazing. All right. So we want to take some um questions right so yeah we we do want to do some readings um i did promise that i would talk a little bit about 2022 astrology so mm -hmm. i'll leave it up to you do you want to do we could do one reading and then i could go back to this or we could i could do this now and then uh we could totally up to you whatever you want okay well, well let's just this way once i get into reading mode i don't have to go back to teaching mode so let me yeah. just uh talk about the 2022 astrology real quick so 2022 is a six-year in numerology okay we got through the five year of 2021 which was change now it's time to come home 
uh, to love, harmony, materialism, nurturing. Those are all. So the sixth theme of materialism is going to really play out. That's like the Taurus energies, which we're seeing with the lunar nodes having entered the Taurus Scorpio polarity. I'll talk about in a second. Uh, but uh, other aspects of six are basically feminine nurturing, uh, harmony, and love. So on a spiritual level, it's going to be a more har harmonious year. It's very likely this year is the end of the pandemic as we know it. Um, it will go into an endemic stage, but this is the end of the pandemic. Um, and uh, But the economic issues on the planet now are going to become a huge issue. So as I said, the lunar nodes have entered the Taurus Scorpio polarity. What is the Taurus Scorpio polarity about? It's about money, the material world. It's also about the occult. It's about spirituality. It's about sexuality, all that. And, it, and it's transformation, deep transformation. Scorpio is ruled by Pluto, which is about deep, life-changing transformation. Pluto is a very important figure in the astrology coming up. Pluto is making uh, its transition uh, very soon to Aquarius. Pluto has been traveling through Capricorn since 2008. It will dip deep uh, briefly into Aquarius in January 2023. It'll go back into Capricorn. And then in January 2024 on, it is now fully in Aquarius. That is going to be a very tumultuous time on this planet. We have the 2024 election cycle in the United States, which is going to be a shit show. Um, and then we've got between now and 2024, Pluto came into Capricorn around 2008. And what happened? We experienced financial crashes around uh, the planet with the, the housing market bubble um, and a lot of big um, banks going under um, inflation. 2008 was a recession. 2008 through 2010 was a recession. Then for 2011 through 2021, the stock market in the United States just straight up. It, crazy, straight up. So much money was made, especially by rich people over the past 10 years, while poor people got poorer and poorer and poorer as the dollar is less valued, minimum wage did not follow along um, you know, with the rate of inflation. And uh, just everything, the cost of living has become higher and higher and higher over the past 10 years. So that is going to get worse, very likely. When the stock markets inevitably crash, there was more money uh, pumped into the uh, into the monetary system in the United States, actually, well, around the world, from central banks over the past three years than the like forty years before that. Just an insane number, an insane amount of of just monopoly money was basically pumped into financial systems all over the planet for pandemic relief programs and also to prop to artificially prop up markets. I mean, that's why we've seen the housing market in the United States just go crazy. This is coming to an end because we've got Pluto uh, making its return in the United States' birth chart. The United States was born July 4th, 1776 with 27 degrees approximately of Capricorn, Pluto being 27 degrees of Capricorn. Well, wouldn't you know it right now, um, it'll be exact next in about a month from now, February 18th. Uh, we're at that exact same point again. The riots of January 6th in the United States were kind of an early indication of the chaos that Pluto, the Pluto return to the United States is likely to cause. And I would anticipate anything is on the table as far as just craziness. I think this summer we could see 
similar to 2020 with the George Floyd riots, some reason for people to be taking to the streets. I would be really surprised if by the end of 2021, we didn't see the S&P uh, correct by like 30%. Um, and, you know, none of this is even close to financial advice. I'm just an astrologer. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. But um, I really think that we're in for a huge correction in the markets, kind of like what we saw in March 2020 at the beginning of the pandemic. But it may not recover quickly. It may We kind of may go into an extended bear market. And, you know, cryptocurrency markets tend to follow the traditional stock markets as well, at least initially. So be careful with investments is kind of what I've been doing um, and what I, you know, what I want to think about. Um, just have, look, the U.S. dollar isn't going anywhere. Fiat money isn't going anywhere. There's talk now of central, central bank digital currency, CBDCs, coming out at the, the Fed buck or whatever they're calling the Fed dollar that are based on a blockchain system, probably on the Ethereum chain, that uh, may become a reality, who knows, as soon as like 2023, 2024, but it still will be based on some sort of fiat uh, system. So fiat money isn't going anywhere as far as I'm concerned, at least anytime soon. That may, could change over the decade to come. But initially, I think what we're seeing with Pluto and it's going to be exalted as it's in, especially in the last degree of Capricorn coming up here in the USA Pluto return is just an a worldwide recession, a worldwide economic crash. Some countries will get hit much harder than others, I do believe. Um, but it will be kind of like a domino effect that could start in the United States markets. And I think I, I would be surprised if it didn't start this summer. It's certainly possible it won't. Because of how much money is artificially propping up the markets right now, it kind of has this momentum with it of it can just there they want it, the rich people want it to keep on going and going so they can make as much money as they can now before it inevitably crashes. So it is possible it doesn't crash this year, but with the USA Pluto return coming exact, I just get the feeling that it will. And especially and with the eclipses being in Scorpio Taurus now. Whereas in the past year and a half, they've been in Gemini Sagittarius, which is very appropriate for a virus because the uh, Gemini being an air sign and Sagittarius being about international affairs, right? Um, so we have um, the uh, eclipses will be on um, April 30th, Taurus solar eclipse. May 15th, Sagittarius lunar eclipse. It's the last we dip back in with the lunar nodes into Sag and Gemini. October 25th, solar eclipse in Scorpio. Whoa, that's going to be a big thing. And November 8th, lunar eclipse in Taurus. So this is all financial stuff and also transformation, also scandals. Pluto's in charge of scandals. Expect crazy scandals this year. I think kind of like the Jeffrey Epstein level of, you know, the, you know, the news that came out two years ago or three years ago now. Crazy scandals, I think, in 2022. Um, crazy, weird news around the world, economic issues. And for something causing people to take to the streets, it's been a lot of people taking the streets in Australia and, and New Zealand and other countries because of mandates. And um, those may continue to be an issue going into the fall where countries don't want to relinquish the power. You know, once they get the power of control over the people, 
they don't really want to let go of it too easily. And that could be a clashing where they could still say, you know, even as an endemic illness, it's, it's enough to require, you know, the, the jabs um, in certain countries, not all countries, but I believe economic issues will come to the forefront. There will be a lot of things taking the streets just in, in response to people losing their money and, and the inflation, the economic system just starting to crash here around the world. If it, that stuff doesn't happen this summer, it'll probably happen next year in 2023 when Pluto starts to dip into Capricorn, I mean, into Aquarius. But I, I think it's going to happen this year. Jupiter and Pisces, though, uh, on the other hand, is a beautiful time. The last time Jupiter and Pisces was was in May, June 2021. That's when in the United States, the, pan, the alpha wave of, of COVID was pretty much over. And that was before Delta hit. And that was when everything was open and everyone was happy, like, because it seemed like it was kind of over for a little bit. Then as soon as Jupiter dipped back into Aquarius, all hell broke loose with the pandemic again. Jupiter has now dipped into Pisces and that will accelerate like at the end of the pandemic over the next three months here. And then in the summertime, Jupiter spends a few months in Aries, which is a very violent energy, which is, again, could be protests in the street, could also be um, literal volcanic eruptions or earthquakes or things like that around the planet. Um, I just would expect the unexpected in 2022. I would expect it to be as crazy of a year as 2021 and 2020. Um, and it's, <laughs> we're not going to get a break from any of this. Like over, it's just because we're, we're hitting right up against that head of the beast and trying to, stretch the timeline towards ascension so everything the energy just has to get mixed up around the planet and that's what pluto does the last degree of a sign and the first degree of a sign are going to be exalted when pluto's in the last degree of cap uh, of capricorn is, is until you know it starts going aquarius in 2024 full time it's going to be more powerful and in the first degree of aquarius will also be more powerful a planet likes to make its mark as it leaves a sign, the last degree, 29 degrees to zero. And it start, and it wants to make its mark in the new sign from zero degrees to one. Then it kind of gets more used to being in the sign and things can calm down a bit. So think of it like a bookend. Pluto came into Capricorn 2008, financial crash. It's leaving Capricorn 2023, 2024, likely the same, probably worse though. None of this is guaranteed. No one can really predict the future. I just do see with the Scorpio Taurus polarity and Pluto that the next two years here, the finances and economics of the planet will be the biggest issue rather than over the past two years, it was, it was the virus. Now it'll shift into being economics. Well, good to know. It's good to know to be prepared and to be aware of what's happening so that we can stay on top of it. Right. Well, Practically speaking, it doesn't really change much, much because if you survived 2021 and 2020, and a lot of people didn't, mm -hmm. I mean, we all know people that died of COVID. Most of us do. If you survived, well, you'll, you'll probably survive 2022, whatever happens. And the more you're on the ascending frequency, it's more likely your experience of it will be much easier and more gentle. Because we are attracting mechanisms 
and your consciousness, your subconscious patterning, your guides, all of that will tend to put you in places where you're going to kind of get the experience that your frequency is attracting. And if you're operating at a very high frequency or a pretty high frequency, most of the time, whatever's happening on the planet, the craziness on the news, it, it probably will leave you be for the most part. Now there are macro things where we'll all be, we're all affected by inflation. We're all affected by a lot of us are affected by job loss. A lot of us are affected, you know, by, by COVID and whatever mandates. So there are macro levels of things, but when you're on the ascending frequencies, you'll be able to handle things better. And it's likely you'll, you'll be okay. You'll keep going. And that's where we see that dichotomy start to that separation. The more things get ugly on the planet over the next probably from now till 2030, there will be people that feel the hurt a lot more. And it doesn't mean we're immune to anything. I mean, there's been, I'm not going to mention names, but there's been like famous people in the new age communities that almost died from COVID. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't mean you're immune to anything just because you're on the ascending frequency. So there's a lot of mitigating factors, like what's in your life plan, what you need, and really just real practical factors, like were you exposed to a virus or not? You know, for example, you know, were you vaccinated or not? Um, so don't, don't be ego, egoistic with it and think that you're immune to any of the problems of the planet. It's just that the more you're in that unified field, it's likely, it's more likely that you'll kind of be more okay than maybe some other people, you know, look, that all being said, January 11th, 2022, Three, three, no, January 11, 2023. There's a good chance I'll be talking to you. Well, it'll probably be Wednesday. It'll probably be January 10th, 2023. There's a good chance I'll still be talking to you and we'll be talking about my 2023 predictions. (laughs) And it's not like it won't be that different. There may have been a lot of problems throughout the planet, but we still have our laptops and our phones and and a roof over our head and food and water and, you know, it's it's like it just look think back to like the beginning of the of the pandemic in like January February 2020 when things were pretty scary and everyone was running to the stores buying toilet paper and crackers because mm-hmm. we thought that there was gonna be no more food. We figured it out as a planet to to make things work as best we can, and that'll be the same sort of thing as things. There will be difficulties, but we'll still find ways. There's so many mitigating factors. Governments still want the people to have basic needs as you know it, it's not ever not everyone's trying to like harm people it's just there's macro factors and then governments and people make adjustments so we'll still be sitting here it's not like it's not going to look like idiocracy where you know he looks out the hospital window and there's like you know towers that are leaning this way and they're all driving off the same cliff I, yeah, saw, that's not I see Pat we'll cracking up at my idiocracy and Pat Linder cracking up at my idiocracy. Good. I hope I made some of you laugh too with my yes. stupid jokes throughout this. All right, let's get to Absolutely. some reading. All right. So I was kind of worried about Pat there. He was like sitting in the darkness. It's like, oh my goodness, it's like getting dark over there. Pat, you want to um, ask your question before it gets totally dark where you are? Sure. Thank you very much. Most, hey, certainly, appre- most certainly appreciate. Uh, both Matthew and Lara's time and for creating this space. 
And it's nice to know that uh, masturbation is going to help with my ascension <laughs> as well. So. Absolutely. I, I, I definitely, I definitely appreciated that little. Uh, it's all part of being tool. human, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> oh, okay. What, uh, what can I read for you, or answer for you, or, or anything, Pat? Um, if you would like to put your uh, medical into intuition hat on, I'd appreciate possibly some insight been dealing with uh, chronic headaches 24 mm. seven every oh waking moment for oh weeks at a time, like eight plus uh, level headaches. And if oh. you have any insight, that would be greatly appreciated. All right. Um, have you been to a doctor? Yep. Uh, numerous tests. Um, cerebral angiograms, possible aneurysm that's just so small that um, it's not all that probable. I don't, I don't think that it would be something like that. It may be um, leaky gut lead, leading to leaky brain possibly, um, okay. which uh, could be a possibility, maybe a gluten issue with the gut that I'm kind of uh, going into the functional medicine arena. Rabbit Did you get an MRI? Um, yep, I've had MRIs and MRAs. Yeah. And okay. uh, nothing. Not, nothing abnormal at all. No. But what about, you said the aneurysm, they, they said possible small one, but. Yeah, it's only like about a four millimeter and we've been keeping an eye on it and it's not growing. It's too small to really worry to try and sleeve. Sure. And it's in, sure. It's in an area where if it burst that I would have a little bit of, it wouldn't be life threat. Or it wouldn't be instantaneous. It okay. would be uh, a little bit of time to be able to handle it and take care did, of it. Did they think that that's the cause? They weren't sure. They really didn't think it was a, a possibility, but it was, mm. it, it, they thought it was because of the, the location. Um, the headaches are in an L shape right along the eyebrow and temple area. Is that where it is? The aneurysm? Yeah. 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 Well, okay. That's a pretty strong piece of evidence, but um, did anything in particular like trigger this? Anything emotional, physical, spiritual? Well, the only thing that I could uh, recollect, it, I've been dealing with it for about, well, it's going to be 20 years now since 2002. Um, I dealt with a bout of uh, a food poisoning, 24-hour food poisoning that just came and went, but I, it it seemed to, the headaches seemed to have started right around that general vicinity. When you had food poisoning? Yeah. Some sketchy chicken that got a little old in the Church refrigerator. Chicken? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh. that got, that passed the sniff test, but. Oh, okay. That's so scientific. Yeah. <laughs> um, you said tw 20 years ago. So I'm confused. It, the, the headaches have been going on for 20 years or? 
Yeah, um, they started in 2002, but they've really ratcheted up um, the last like five years where they've gotten to, it's been like about a baseline, um, two or three. And now the baseline's like about a five, level five for between one and 10. And then they ratchet up to eight pluses um, for weeks at a time for like two or three weeks straight, every waking moment, every day will be eight plus levels. Are, are you, um, are you retired? Um, I ended up walking away from uh, the automotive industry to go back to move closer to aging parents and go back to school yeah. for a master's of social work. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah. And, um, uh, so that that's been relatively stressful. Do, do you have any um, um, chemical sensitivities? No, no, not that I really am aware of. All right. Well, let me. Uh, this is incredibly complex. So just for time's sake, I'll uh, let's. I'm just going to meditate. See what little pieces I can pick up, and and then um, sure. we'll go from there. So cool. <clears throat> Um, there's a lot, you know, there's a lot going on here. This isn't really much. It's not a very simple fix. Um, yeah. first of all, from a past life perspective, I see that, um, I think in the lifetime before this, you had a brain tumor in that spot. Um, and that's what did you in. And, um, so it's like, much like people have, um, birthmarks where they were shot or stabbed in another life it's like there's it you know it didn't get solved 
you know, not that, not that there's much you could do, but you can't do much about a brain tumor. So it's like, you're unfortunately having to kind of experience it in a smaller way. And that's, I think it's in the same location where the, where the aneurysm is. Um, the good news is this time it's not going to kill you. Um, this time it's just incredibly annoying and is giving you the opportunity for transformation. So there's also this like kind of energy of um, stuckness in your energy field. I think it may in a sense have to do with your parents. It may have to do with where you're at in your life and could be regret. It could be loss of, of someone you loved or there's just a, an energy of being a bit stuck, like being much older than you are in your body, like on, on some subconscious level. Um, does that make sense so far? Yeah, I got a lot of stuckness in my solar plexus yeah. from uh, childhood trauma. Okay. So this is all playing into it. I think in, in your neck too, like it seems like you're head is kind of scrunched down a bit onto the under the, uh, the the spine up there it's almost like you know if you were to work with a chiropractor or a rolfing and just kind of extend your spine it could help you know um i don't know i don't know though um it could also just be a spiritual thing of like it's getting there, there's too much weight on your shoulders from your thoughts from pain from the past from hating yourself and there's so much weight that's on your shoulders and it's just manifesting as everything kind of scrunched down and there's a lot of just neurological pain that keeps blowing up lighting up right there now as far as like what to do about all this it's incredibly complex you can look into you know none of this is health advice at all i'm not a doctor healthcare professional at all but um there's these great supplements out there um, that you can look into if you're not opposed to something that's non-vegan um, called ancestral supplements. People have had a lot of success with it. There's a, there's a brain supplement that you could possibly look into. Um, there's, you know, if you wanted to, to work one-on-one -on -one with me, we could definitely set up, you know, uh, for you, for example, if you wanted to purchase like the package C, we could do a medical intuitive reading uh, instead of the star seed or whatever, like I, I'm open to being flexible with that for you. If you want to work one-on-one, -on -one, I could put together a plan of supplements. There's a lot of different things that we can try. Um, the other thing is just, you know, really on a spiritual level, there's, you got to find your yourself. You got to find who you are and not who you were when you were 12. That's still stuck inside there and I know it's even more difficult with now that you're you know taking care of or living with your aging parents it makes it way more difficult than even before but this is the long-term kind of evolution I don't get the sense that this is going to kill you you know definitely look if you ever had a, you know crazy pain like call 911 like don't be stupid but I just get the sense that it's not meant to kill you in this lifetime it's meant to transform you and I don't think it'll be forever but there's a lot of work and yeah, you do need to fix the gut as well. You know, diet has to get refined, whether it's gluten-free, whatever works for you. It could be gluten-free vegan. It could be gluten-free omnivorous. Um, 
but uh, you know, keeping very hydrated and, and working with someone that can, you know, even as you're, I know you're just sitting in a chair, but even as you're sitting, you just look kind of, it's like everything's kind of scrunched and it's just like, you know, if you were to work with a chiropractor and just, you know, I haven't been in a while, so I'm not even perfect, but extend everything. Um, and when, you know, when you meditate, just, you know, straight back and work on that chest out. I mean, th these are all little things. It's not going to, I know it can be frustrating. It's like, dude, this isn't going to cure my headaches right away. Uh, I, I get the sense that it's a neurological pattern that's being made worse by the aneurysm that's there to heal a neurological pattern. It can be done through getting the proper nutrients back in your system it can also be done through a top-down method. You can check out the dynamic neural retraining system, uh, DNRS online, I think is the website. It's a really great system for anyone. That's why I asked if you had multiple chemical sensitivities, because um, a lot of that's kind of the main usage of that program is multiple chemical sensitivities for limbic system disorders. And in, in one level, there is a, an aspect of limbic system disorder that's going on here, but it's also not that simple as well. Cause there's also structural things going on. I see with just your spine and um, the more, the spiritual and emotional stuff, which is really, it is rooted all the way back to whatever happened when you were a kid and you never, it's like you never accomplished what you dreamed of, or you never became something of yourself in the way that you dreamed of when you were really young or wanted to, or you never felt like you were allowed to give yourself that self-esteem, like you, you did it. And it's like, I think now maybe if you're back also with your parents, it's makes it even more difficult. You're just, it's, you got to break out of this chrysalis and it's never, it's never too late. It, it doesn't matter what your age is at all. You've got a long way to go on this planet. So this is just one thing, but you're doing the right thing by looking into all these alternative things. So look into that DNRS, look into the um, ancestral supplements, um, look into methylation, L5-MTHF could possibly help if you happen to have the MTHFR gene mutation. None of this is medical advice. I would recommend, you know, if you can afford it, let's do, you know, do a package and we'll do a medical intuitive reading instead of the regression, if you'd like. Um, and, uh, or, or it will figure it out, but, um, we can cool. kind of go more in depth, you know? So yeah, there's a lot here. There's no simple fix, unfortunately, my friend, oh, I feel yeah. free. dude, but look, as someone that has dealt with neurological issues for a very long time, thankfully I've, I've dealt with headaches for a lot, but not like you're describing for me, it's more balance issues. And I know how frustrating it is. And I know how no one can understand it because it's an invisible illness, I feel for you. I really do. Just hang in there and just never give up hope. Always keep trying new things. You'll find things that improve a bit, but overall it's a macro thing of you needing to move into being a, a, a more whole version of yourself, if that yeah. makes sense. Yep. It's going to take a couple, a couple of years here, dude, of transformation probably to get through this, you know? Yeah. Yep. Most right, certainly so. been working on it and most yeah. certainly appreciate your, your time and insight. Thank you're you welcome, very much. Friend. You're but welcome. Pat, there was a lot that Matthew said, so you're definitely going to want to go back and watch or listen to this again. Okay. And 
take notes. And then of course, if you can book a session, you know, yep. get the package C to work with Matthew, I think it'll be really helpful. And, and, and if for whatever reason, if his finances don't allow it, you know, just email, email me. It's uredivinehuman at gmail.com. I'll uh, spelled out Y-O-U-A-R-E-A divine human. And just any questions, I'll, I'll do what I can. If, if you can't afford, you know, something, I'll, I'll give you some advice here and there. Um, but uh, I would really recommend the package. Yeah, please. Cool. Okay. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks a lot. Thank you, Pat. You're welcome. Thanks, Pat. All right, Linda. Yay! Thank you. Hi, Linda. You had to Hi, wait a while, Matthew. but <laughs> two years to talk to you. Two, two years. years. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. I have tried over and over and over again to be on her oh, show. Oh, really? Because oh, I, I've wanted to talk to you for so long because I really, I'm like, my blood type is like A negative. And so I know I'm from someplace, but I don't know where. <laughs> I'm also an A. Um, a. By the way, A's tend to be more fruit eaters. Genetically speaking, I love fruit. Me too. What's <laughs> Me your favorite too. fruit? Um, between pineapple and Ooh. watermelon. Oh, good one. I like pineapple for sure. Yeah. Alara, what's your favorite fruit? I think it's a mango. Sorry, not pineapple. That's and mine. That's mine. So I want <laughs> yeah. everyone that's still hanging around to do it in the chat. Tell us your favorite fruit. Mine is mango, papaya, yeah, watermelon, I like papaya too. coconut, kiwi. <laughs> They're probably my favorites. Anything tropical. Yes, know. I agree. Totally. Yes. Yeah. Tropical, so, definitely. <laughs> yeah, okay. so, so, so type in the chat, what is yeah, your Yeah, what's your favorite fruit? fruit? And while, while you're doing that, I'm going to meditate on where Linda's from. Thank you. Is that what you want to know, Linda, where you're from? Yeah, she has yes. this. Yes, I'd yes. love okay. to. Pat says kiwi. Oh, yes, I like kiwi, too. I don't eat enough of it. Berries, watermelon, any fruit. Uh, Alara, I'm so sorry. I just oh, give me sorry. a second. I'll be quiet. I gotta concentrate. Just yeah. <laughs> or quiet. I could turn my my volume down. No, no, it's okay. Do okay, all Yeah, so Linda, you're not you're not one um, that's as simple or easy as like uh, you know Arcturian or Syrian or Pleiadian. You're not as simple as Alara. I um, I see you being from the Horseshoe Galaxy. I believe we uh, NASA calls one of them for the Horseshoe Galaxy, if I'm not mistaken. So you got to we'll have to Google that. But it just seems to me it's whatever the Horseshoe Galaxy is. And uh, I see these very tall, like eight, nine foot tall kind of beings. Some of them are like part horse. Some of them are like part, look like part bear. They're just these very tall, very strong beings. Very, very interesting. I've never seen these particular ones. They're like giants. Um, and uh, it seems like it, you, that's, that's at least the fifth density kind of, 
experience that I see. And then really you go all the way up to being a star. You're, um, mm -hmm. you're an entire star in this horseshoe galaxy. So yeah, you're, you're not a common star seed. You're very uncommon. You're very there's probably, yeah, there's probably not a lot of like beings from, uh, from that place here you might be one of only a couple so it's pretty special so you're probably all the time like unknowingly also like transmitting energy back to your uh your home planet here um how, how, how does that feel linda oh god it feels so special ah, yeah yeah <laughs> i i'm i um i'm really blessed because of all the friends i've got everyone loves to be with me. I mean, yeah. that's almost jealousy, which is really funny because I'm not like that. I'm, I'm just happy to be with other people and I love them. And I offer healing all the time to them. And um, with my hands, I do a lot of good, you know, and I love yeah. animals. They just yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Aunt, do you like horses? Do you horses, like horses, dogs, cats, birds, yeah. you name it, yeah. I've got it. And they love me. And yeah, that's your, your planet. You're basically, it's kind of part humanoid, part animal. And they're very large, very large. Horse, like a centaur is the closest. Yes. We, I don't know I, a centaur is pretty close, yeah. Because always when I think of dreams, I think of flying with a, uh, a unicorn, a flying unicorn, and I'm on his, their backs. Yeah, 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 okay. <laughs> That's probably pretty close. Yeah. Cool. Awesome, Linda. Yay. Oh, that was fun. She waited for two years to, to talk to you. That's Thank awesome, you. Linda. Thank you. You're Thank welcome. You. Thank, Thank you. you. I'm so um, appreciative. If you want to do a journey there, you know, get my package C. We'll do a, a, an astral journey for you to that planet. It's, it'll be pretty cool. The bucket list way. thing. <laughs> Thank you. Thank All you. right. Thank you. Blessing, uh, Linda. Thank you. Kiwi, Thank berries, you. watermelon, lychee. Lychee and Ram rambutan. Yeah, those are um, like uh, Vietnam, Laos, Thailand. I mean, like I've had lychee, but I've never had rambutan. Like, I, don't, I've had, I don't think I've had either of them, actually. Apples are great. Berries, grapes. Oh, grapes are good. I'm, I'm so paranoid about grapes, though, because they're toxic to dogs and like Dogs are the most important thing in my life. So I, I like, I don't even have grapes in the house. I'm afraid of dropping one. Um, I just found out about that. I didn't know that. And Neo, Neo likes to pick up a grape and play with it. So now, now we can't do that anymore. It's like, oh, no, I didn't know, I didn't know that was a thing. So I was like, okay, no more grapes, of that. Grapes, chocolate, onion. I didn't know about onions. I knew about chocolate, of course, but yeah. I didn't know about onions. Yeah, anymore. onions. <laughs> don't yeah. have onions in the house anymore. Uh, all right. Awesome. Do you want to take one more quick question? Yeah, yeah, we can take another one. Jackfruit is incredible. When I lived in Brazil, oh my God, the jackfruit was, I, I want to get a jackfruit. For a while, I was being like super healthy and like not eating cake on my birthday. So I would just get a get big jackfruit and sit down <laughs> with my parents and I, we need we nice. jackfruit together. Uh, Tanya, you want to unmute yourself? You've been waiting for a long time as well. There you go. Hi. Uh, hi, hi, Tanya. <laughs> I don't know if I'm from any planet uh, or I'm just simple human being. Um, okay. 
I believe I'm going through some sort of awakening. Yeah. Um, but life always throws something at me, you know, to show me that my work on my child trauma or on my um, like forgiving things and stuff is still kind of not finished. Yeah. <laughs> and at the moment, I'm kind of on the bottom of like we have financial crisis and oh. I have like relationship crisis and I'm just thinking where is it where is it going where, <laughs> so yeah, you have a message for me please yeah all right well let's do a couple things let's let's see where you're from and then let's address the earthly stuff so I'm gonna first see where you're from okay can you show where's time So you're from the Andromeda galaxy, like myself and like, I believe Alara, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Yes, you're from the Andromeda galaxy, like many, so many star seeds are. That's the galaxy next door that the Milky Way and the Andromeda are on this very slow collision course. Um, And uh, you're at the very highest level of six density planetary consciousness, the planetary sphere in the Andromeda galaxy. Then you've had experiences in this galaxy though it looks like an orion's belt and in the lyran star system so that's your star seed um thank you stuff let's see what's gonna do you mind if i use the tarot cards for fun sure let's see what's coming for you in 2022 with all this turmoil going through yeah it's most likely for all this for tanya a lot of a lot of pentacles here page of pentacles reverse eight of pentacles reverse four of cups reverse all reverse there's some difficult stuff to go through this year with finances i don't know what's going on but you uh you're going to be in the muck of it um draw one more here the hanged man this is an opportunity you're 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 in a can feel it and see it in the cards you're in a stuck situation here This may not be your favorite year, 2022, but it will uproot you, I guess, in the sense and move you to where you need to be to continue along your process. Uh, If there's relationship issues involved, then go with, you know, whatever, even if it's scary, whatever feels like deep down you really want to do, who you really want to become. Is that person or not? Um, That's the type of things to really think about here. Um, Go with, go with what feels right on the inside, even if it's difficult, it's inconvenient. Cause I think either way, this may be a difficult or inconvenient year for you coming up. The good news is that, let me look into your longer term future here. 
the good news is that you're really on the verge of everything changing. You're on the verge of either a brand new career or a, um, and I don't know, Laura, why I'm seeing another person here. I've turned off their video, maybe. I'm seeing Celeste instead of Tanya. No, um, it should still be, well, it was just you oh, talking, so okay, I saw okay, you. Okay, <laughs> um, yeah, okay, Tanya. Um, so just so I can tune in to the right person. Um, so Tanya, uh, the good news is I do see you're entering into, like you're gonna have a new career or a completely elevated, if you're already in the, gonna be in the same career, elevated opportunity. I think you're in the healing field here. I don't know if you're already a healer or you're going to. Well, that's what I want to do. Yeah, to, okay, I'm there you go. I'm a professional musician, but I was, oh. I was always interested in healing. Yeah, that, well, that, that's, that's the exciting part about all this. All this, yeah, like exactly. the Capricorn stuff, the relationship stuff and the money stuff, uh, the turmoil that this is causing you is creating the gateway for you to be you in a way you haven't been in a long time and to create a career here as a healer. So 2022 may not be your favorite year, but I 2023 is going to be the best year in a very long time for you. And you're really going to be probably in a pretty different place for one reason or another so just you gotta you gotta get through this you gotta just hang on make logical decisions but also whatever intuitively feels on the inside like you want to go long term trust that and start to go with that but yeah i just yeah. decided to surrender this time not to get never and that is part of the hangman card the hangman card is certainly surrendered just surrender and just expect universe to solve it you know to sort it out sort it out at the same time you know you will be called you know at some points to take action and when you do go with be courageous you know yeah thank you so, thank yeah, you very much i know we were very general because you didn't really explain what was going on which you know which is good because we're kind of out of time here but um you know if, if you want to get package b or package c we can go much more in depth and i can be much more detailed okay. i was just kind of giving you a you know the broad strokes of what's going on energetically so thanks so thanks a lot yeah. thank you a lot thanks tanya. all right you're welcome thank you tanya and you know and that's the thing when when you when you have uh you know a lot of change happening a lot of chaos in your life you know uh you know like everything is uprooted and everything is changing you're you know you might be in that dark night of the soul and that is when it is time for you to surrender but also at the same time really tap into what you want like yes. really tap into your heart and what do i yes. want truly yes and you it's like take action you know, yeah yeah because at, at that point when you're in that dark night it's like well i'm already in this shit storm anyways so it's like <laughs> screw it i might as well just do what i've been wanting to do deep down it's the universe yeah. giving you that opportunity because maybe otherwise you wouldn't have really gone with it yeah, you would have just absolutely. stayed complacent essentially yeah and, that and that's what the universe saying wake yeah. up this is your time yeah. to choose what's right for you you know yes. Yes. Yeah. So that Thank is the you. sign from the universe for sure. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank but you. then it is up to us to take those actions, yes. really choose from our heart space, you know, from the higher vibration, the best we can, instead of from fear, choose from love yeah. for ourselves. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. A lot of times the fearful route will perpetuate the complacency because it's what we know. Yeah. So don't go Whereas into fear, but the go more into courageous trust. route might be what's the intuition yeah it's really what's your, what's your heart saying so if your heart is saying i want to be a healer then you know then it's like all right what 
what's the next step? What do I need to do to become the healer that I want to be, et cetera? And use music in the in your healing. I mean, yeah, don't sure. don't discount, don't throw it out just because I used to do that. No, it's like use it, you know, and yeah, it's it, it's a gift. So yeah, good idea. <laughs> Thank you. All right, you're Thanks welcome. Thank you. That, that's why I try to be funny. I've always been funny. <laughs> and uh so I you know, why throw that away? Exactly. Why throw it away? Use all yeah. of you, right? So right, right. Being a musician is who you are as well, right? So use that gift as well uh, of who you are in your next. It's it's kind of like your next iteration of yourself. So your next best version of yourself is wanting to show up now. Does that That's make exactly sense? Exactly where she's at. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. yeah, yeah. Exactly. Thank you. So yay! Awesome. Yay! It'll be a portal. It'll be a portal year for her. The hanged man is very appropriate for yeah. for the theme of this year for her. It's a portal year. And then 2023, when she's really spit out the other side, she's going to be very different and much happier, more content. So keep focusing on the vision of 2023. Don't get, you know, stuck in the mire and the fear of 2022. Okay. Okay. Focus on what you you want. You're welcome. So last one, I don't know what Tanya's instrument is. Yeah. What is I play violin. Oh, Oh, nice. Beautiful. So I actually like Mozart. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> nice. I like Mozart. I love Mozart. No, I was I wasn't uh, talking anything about Mozart. I love classical music. Yeah, I, no, mean that I don't like pop music. I like pop music as well, but I yeah. think Mozart is something oh, I love, from no, different I love dimension. Classical. I love classical. I do. Yeah, I agree totally. Yeah. And so um, Brenda says, I definitely see Tanya healing with her music. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So cool. He, thank you, know, you. Just embrace everything. Okay. I will. Thank you. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks a lot. Thank You're you. Welcome. Thank you. It's highly vibrational music. Yeah. Mozart classical music is highly vibrational music. You know, if, we, if you can listen to it more often because it, it will shift the energy in your space. It will shift the energy in your aura and your field as well. So yes. Yeah. Definitely. And, and on, on YouTube, you can type in 432 Hertz classical oh, music perfect. where they actually slow it down to the, you know, 432 Hertz is the, the natural frequency of sound. Whereas mm-hmm. like pop music is what's 440, right? It's um, artificially tuned up. Tanya, you know, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know about this stuff. 440, yeah. is it 440 where pop music is at? And, and it's 432 is the is the natural frequency, right? Yeah, yeah. So you can turn it, yeah. It's I cool on YouTube, it. 432 hertz. And yeah. it really feels very good and opening to the heart. Okay. So stay um, in your heart space. And this is for everybody. Stay in your heart space this year right? Stay in trust, stay in love, stay yeah. in the highest vision of you in your life. And have okay? fun and, and laugh and be silly. Um, yeah, well, despite what what's I'm going doing. on in the world. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Awesome. Keep myself okay. joyful. <laughs> yeah, yes, absolutely. <laughs> have, have plants and animals around you if you can too. Oh, I do. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you, Tanya. Thank you. Thank, Tanya. You. thank you. Thank you. And bye-bye. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Awesome. All right. Um, so who, where are we at? We did so much on this call today. Yeah. I, the only thing I, 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 I suggested we do like a, a, a grid work for 111, but it, I, we've gone almost three hours, so I'll leave it up to you. Um, yeah, exactly. It's like, I think we're done for today. Right. Okay. That's what it's, whatever you want. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. Either way. I, I, yeah. I'll, yeah. okay. Cause it's like almost midnight here. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, go get some rest. Well, look, 111, 
you know, when if you if people want to do grid work, just well, go we can ahead take and... five minutes to do that. That's fine. I mean, it doesn't take you long. Sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I All think right. it'll be good for everybody. Okay. Go ahead and uh, take a nice deep breath. And a couple more nice, deep, slow breaths. Let's start by opening ourselves up to the light. Imagine your crown chakra is fully open and you're bringing in this beam of bright, white, angelic light from way, way above you, way up in the sky, as high as you can imagine. Coming down through your crown, down into your heart center, spreading out all around you. And now to cover your entire auric field in this white light and then moving this white light down through the lower chakras, down all the way till you get to the center of the earth. Let's hear this now bridge between heaven and earth. Now let's imagine we're connecting into the grid. Imagine the lines, the bright white lit up ley lines all around the planet. Imagine you're zooming out with the camera and seeing the entire planet and the lit up ley lines. Going through the sacred sites, see Mount Shasta in California and see the pyramids of Egypt and see Glastonbury in England and see um, Machu Picchu in Peru, see Uluru in Australia, see Mount Kailash and, and, um, and uh, the Himalayas and Mount Everest, and just see all these grid lines lit up. Imagine that you're pumping light through you, being a channel for light to run through you into these grid lines. May all pain be transmuted into light. May all darkness be transmuted to light on this planet. May this planet be in this moment bathed in this perfection of purity of white angelic light, this high vibrational white light being pumped, like receiving, like, like you're getting something pumped into your bloodstream through an IV. We're pumping this white light in through the grid through all the ley lines throughout the planet, all North America and through South America and through Africa and Asia, Australia, New Zealand, the polar caps, Antarctica, all around the planet, seeping down and under the surface into the inner earth, into Agartha and all the other stuff in the earth. It's white light running throughout the entire earth Let's now shift it to golden light to raise the frequency to golden light entering into this fifth dimensional fourth density golden age of abundance and light of the age of Aquarius. As we see this golden light is pumping through all the veins of the planet in and out and around. We see this golden shield of light, sheer of light around the actual planet itself covering the astral plane of the planet, just in and out, this golden light shimmering, glowing throughout the planet. And imagine all the other star seeds and light workers in all countries around the world is these like lighting up, like, like you're seeing the entire world light up at night 
with the lights were turned off. Now they're turning back on and everyone connecting into this unity grid. And on 111, we speak or think of the ascension frequency, which is simply one, 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 one. And it just keeps going one, 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 one. That's the ascension frequency, one, 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 one. So we're pumping that into the grid and also accepting that and into our individuated consciousnesses here. Feeling this unity consciousness and just visualizing what we want for the planet. Visualizing what we want eventually. We're seeing a planet clean, clean air, clean water, no pollution, and everyone living in perfect abundance and harmony and happiness and joy and self and autonomy on this planet. We don't know when this will manifest, but we're visualizing it and making it manifest and we'll get there. And may it be so, may all beings be abundant, may all beings be safe, may all beings be blessed and healed. May all beings be in the light on this planet. And so it is, so it is done and so it is done and so it is done. Ground yourself, just see these grounding roots from the bottoms of your feet, out your toes and down into the earth and and see a big grounding cord from your bottom of your chakra system down to the center of the earth, connecting in deeply. Okay. Hope everyone enjoyed that. Awesome. Yes. You have thank a smile you. Smile on your face. Yes, definitely. You, How's you everybody your, doing? Good. You did your grid work, your ascension work for the day on 111. You contributed <laughs> to the ascension in a real way right there. So thank you, everybody. And that's something that you can do on a regular basis. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't have to be on 111. It just, yeah. it is a, you know, very powerful day on yeah. 1 1 and then 111. Because um, that's that frequency, the ones. Beautiful. So. Thank you. That was, that was nice. I'm glad we did it. Good, good. Yeah, it was good. Awesome. All right. So um, <laughs> what a full show. Oh, my goodness. So much wisdom. So much wisdom. I, I just couldn't believe all the stuff that was coming out of you, Matthew. It's like unbelievable how you have all that. It's like amazing. And then the uh, the readings were like amazing as well. You know, and it's like, I love it. So, I mean, I'm so glad that we did this little bit as well. And it's like, Ascension is we're all in it. We're all experiencing it, right? And so part of ascension is going to be to experience whatever we're experiencing, but to stay above the drama and traumas, to stay above the fear the best you can and stay in love and stay in courage. And at the same time, keep going. Don't give up. Keep taking action. Keep taking steps. Keep being in your heart space, doing the practical spiritual exercises that you do for yourself can be as simple as five minute meditation. It can be as simple as this five minute grid work that we just did, right? It doesn't have to be hours and hours, okay? So please take the time to start something new, five minutes of something. It could be just this, it could be just listening to classical music. We talked a lot about it. So please do go back and watch or listen to this again. Um, and we book the sessions with Matthew. If you, if you can't get package B or C, at least get package A. There's so much wisdom. So much 16. to learn. Yeah. yeah it's like 30, the, 35 hours, I think of content and, and just in package A alone and the, with the webinars and courses. So yeah, yeah um, it's, it's, you'll, you'll learn a lot and take your time going through it. You know, 
once you have it, you have it, you know. Um, exactly. And the thing is, even if you think you know, I'm sure there's more that Matthew talked about that you don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, I don't Definitely. know about that. No, maybe not. You know, there's still so much more that's possible. Celeste want to know what is the book I mentioned near the beginning of the show? Expansion for Ascending Consciousness. By Todd Divine. And, and check out my YouTube channel. It's just look on YouTube, Matthew John, spiritual teacher. You'll find me. Uh, you can see yeah. that the shows I did with him. But yeah, the books are great. Yeah, by Todd Divine. Yeah. Yeah. And again, the packages for Matthew are available at alar.at forward slash show forward slash Matthew one. There is a 24 hour yeah. special bonus available for you right now. So um, if you're thinking about it, you know, just, just book it now again, because with the 10% on top of, you'll see that 67% off the discounts are really high. It, it's a no brainer. So, and, and there's three payment, three payment options if you need. So, you know, book it now, if you're thinking about it before that, that extra 10% off expires, please. Exactly. And, and like I said, doing a soul plan reading i did one with matthew amazing 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 i've done past life regression sessions yeah. uh the the starseed discovery session all amazing and matthew is really talented and really gifted so if you want to gift yourself uh something for yourself this year definitely i would definitely go with a past life regression great time to do it yeah <laughs> and this is this is the time because you're going to get information that you can start to use now for you know the rest of your life the rest, of the, rest of the year yeah and the rest of your yeah. life yeah. yeah yeah so so definitely take a look at that yeah um, and thank you matthew this was amazing yeah, thank so you. much content so much wisdom awesome. so many teachings yeah brilliant yeah you're thank welcome you. you're welcome yeah thank you <laughs> great way to start off the season definitely right? yeah absolutely yeah <laughs> And thank you so much, everyone, for being here with us. You know, it is almost midnight. So but thank you so much for being here and being part of the community. I love you so, so, so much, all of you. And my deepest desire and wish is that you actually experience happiness and joy, peace and love in your life every day. And with Ascension, it's not always easy, but it's worth it. So keep that vibration high. Keep your joy up and keep going keep moving forward right so until next time everyone may you continue to be blessed with an abundance of joy peace love happiness prosperity radiant health sending you all much love and blessings see you all soon bye for now